French fried potatoes. One potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, four, five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes, one potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, four, five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes, more. Potatoes. Welcome to the Potato League Podcast with your hosts, Dan and Tom. Thanks, DJ. Thank you, DJ. Uh, welcome to episode 325. See how quickly I rattled that off? Because yeah, yeah. I just uploaded 324 yesterday. Uh, or last night. Uh, yeah, which, congratulations to TJ for yes. winning the PLP championship. Well, you see, I have kind of have my windows open yeah. in some semblance of order here. Uh, I did have the PLP one first. Uh, the TJ did win our league. Yeah. It, it wasn't... We were both impacted by the, yeah. the Bengals-Bills game, but I don't think it would have changed the outcome. No, unless because, unless your guy got some rushing touchdowns. Well, no, how it would have... What Dan is talking about is is that TJ had uh, Joe Burrow and I had T. Higgins. Um, and I also had Tyler Bass. So, I mean, that kicks in a few... The, the kicker for the Bills. Um, my path to victory would have been if all... If however many touchdowns Joe Burrow threw, if they had all been to T. Higgins... Yeah he would have outscored it because it's very easy mm-hmm. for a receiver to outscore a quarterback because their yardage counts for more. Yeah. Um, and I actually don't know what it's set on in our league, but in most standard leagues, um, passing touchdowns are four points and receiving touchdowns are six. Yeah. So receiving touchdown counts as more. Either way, I, I would not have caught him. Um, it would have, it would have it been, have been yeah. really weird. It, I, so, I, I noticed, I'm like, it's kind of nice that our league, because I know they're Man, was there oh, yeah. fucking Twitter was full oh, of yeah. people losing their shit about yeah. What are we gonna fucking do about our and I, it I get it because some sucks. leagues have big money yeah. And but guys, dude almost died yeah on the and, field and that's like, and <laughs> that's been great too. With I mean, there's mostly good people in in my league, my our what we call our home league yeah. Um, and fortunately, the two guys that were in our final, uh, both super guys, and they were both like, look, whatever, yeah. whatever. Uh, because uh, Mike, who was Mike Weston, who was in, uh, who was tra- it was Mike and Matt. Not that anyone really cares listening to this, other than the people that know those people. So, uh, but anyway, the two people that were in the finals, he was down like a hundred yeah. going into. But most of his team is Bengals. He mm-hmm. had Burrow, Chase, and maybe and one more. Uh, I guess I don't know. Yeah. Either way, oh, he had Burrow, Chase, and Mixon. Yeah. And so he really had their three of their four highest scoring players. But I mean, even he said the reason I have Mixon and Chase is they offset each other. So if yeah. one has a bad game, the other one picks up the slack because one's running back, one's a receiver. So he was like, "Look, I wasn't going to catch him anyway." Yeah, the Bengals would have likely have had to have lit up the scoreboard. Yeah, against and Buffalo, and that's not an easy thing to do. I mean, well, you never know with those late ga- late that's season true. shootouts. That's those true. games go nuts. Those are always the craziest ones. But in either case. Um, they both agreed to just like call it as it was. Um, the ones that I was thinking about, because obviously if you've heard me talk at all in the last year, I was really big into best ball this year, and I didn't to put too much into their uh, their big tournament, uh, just because it's a twenty five dollar entry, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to have as many teams. And like ninety percent of the fun for me is drafting. Yeah. So I didn't do too many for the big one, but the first place in that one is two million dollars. Yeah. And. I actually spent last summer. The guy that ended up winning was a guy that I watched oh, no streaming last summer. All last summer, I spent hours with this guy watching him. Uh, Seems like he knows what he's doing. Well, it's funny because a couple things. I won't get too deep into it. Um, 
and look, look, this is not like a rich guy. Well, he's rich now. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he writes he he writes the the little blurbs that you see for the players, <laughs> like when you click on their fantasy thing. He does that for NBC. Yeah. So like he's a he's just a dude. Yeah. Uh, a sweet fucking gig. Oh yeah, <laughs> I would love that gig because he he works from home obviously. Yeah. And, but anyway, uh, he definitely works from home now. <laughs> and <laughs> honestly, half the people don't read that shit that much. So no, you look at it. Is he playing or not? And then yeah. you're yeah. But he does that. That's what he does. Uh, I actually haven't watched his stream since he won, so I don't know. I was I actually did watch because the, they live streamed that night, mm-hmm. and I did click on it after, and like they were all excited because I mean he didn't have anyone left to go. Yeah, he was just waiting to see if anyone could catch him, and there were a couple people that could have because someone broke broke it down in a spreadsheet of course of how what would have to happen for him mm-hmm. to lose, and he still had a better than good chance of winning. Um, but yeah, it just kind of sucks all the fun out of it. Yeah, uh, when a guy's life is yeah. God damn it. It'd be a downer. Yeah. Uh, he's doing great, though. Yeah. Uh, doing great. What's well, funny? It's amazing, really. Andrea nailed it. Yeah. Because, you know, she does cardiac shit. Yeah. So she's like, I was telling her about it. And she's listening. She's like, oh, I bet this happened. Yeah. The the impact. Yeah. And then yeah. she's like, the next day, she's like, told you. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. The, the amazing thing is for the amount of time that he was given CPR, which was nine minutes, um, he doesn't seem to have any loss of brain function. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, he's sitting up, talking, laughing, moving all his... Yeah, Andrea was surprised that he was still in the hospital at this point, but then I was like, Andrea, multi-million dollar athlete. Yeah. They're keeping him. They're making sure everything's perfect. They're not going to release him and have an incident on the way home and have that hospital... Yeah. Because that hospital (laughs) is, like, one of the best in the country. Yeah, I'm like, they're keeping that dude until he can, like, run Run out of of there. (laughs) (laughs) But, anyway, uh, he's doing great. Um... My my best ball finals team. I think I I mentioned it last week. Of it's it had Burrow, T. Higgins, uh-huh. and uh, Hayden Hurst on it. Ugh. And I kind of like I was saying with Mike, it would have taken a bananas weird game for me to end up winning. Yeah, but I could have easily gotten into the top fifty. I ended up one hundred thirty third out of thirty four thousand. That's not bad at all. It isn't, but like. The payoff drop quick. Oh, I bet. <laughs> like the top ten are all pretty good pay. Yeah, and then like up to like fifty. And is then up to like fifty is like four or five hundred bucks. Like, you got a you got a gift card to Subway. Tom got thirty bucks. <laughs> We're coming in one hundred and thirty third out of thirty four thousand. But whatever, I had a blast doing it. Yeah. Um, I, I the one thing that I kind of was going into the season, I didn't want to go into the season with one hundred and sixty six teams and just get fucking trounced and yeah. like just you know lit seven hundred dollars on fire, you know, yeah. but. I'm happy with the process. I'm happy with the, my there percentages. You, you just have to, in those things, you have to get into the finals and then kind of get lucky. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's kind of a loaded lottery ticket if yeah. you can kind of get to that point. Anyway. But it's, it's a lottery ticket, though, that you get to scratch every fucking day, pretty yeah. much. For, yeah. For six months. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, when you break it down, like, because Andrew and I were watching this one video today, because she, she likes watching some weird-ass videos on YouTube, but some of them are, it's this couple that they buy, like, remaindered shit like in boxes like pallets of stuff oh, yeah, that they yeah, don't yeah. know what it is and then they open it yeah and they did one where they bought they dropped a lot of fucking money like two grand on a pallet for stuff yeah and it was nothing but garbage <laughs> like they were pissed and they were like you know and then today they were opening one that was like apparently undelivered mail you can buy undelivered mail packages yeesh which to me I'm like that's gross that seems skeevy I, I get it, you tried to, but I'm like, I bet anything they open there, if they just opened it up and looked at, like, the packing slip and went on Facebook, they could find who that belonged to. Oh, yeah. It's like, I yeah. get it, the p- 
post office isn't going to open the mail to do that. You guess someone's medication in there or whatever. The first thing they opened was a purple-hearted butt plug. Awesome. I'm like... So, <laughs> money well spent. Money well immediately. spent. Immediately. But it's like, they were doing it, and I'm just like, these people are fucking morons, I feel. Because the amount of... Because like, they're, they're talking about how they have to list it on, fate, on eBay, and they're always like, anything they open, they're like looking on eBay, like, oh, well, one sold for $10. I'm like, how many unsold? Right. Like, right. how much money are you dropping and how much time and effort are you putting into selling that for $10? Yeah. I love it when uh, someone you know, has something that they perceive as valuable and then they go on eBay and go, look, they're going for $400. No. no that person's asking that. Click on the sort by sold yeah. and see how much they're actually going for and when the last one even sold. Yeah. sometimes Because they'll be like, oh, well, this <coughs> one thing sold for like 10 bucks seven months ago. Right. And I'm like, so they have to store that shit wherever they store that shit. Right. For months on end. Right. And they're like, oh, you know, twice a year we have a big, like, yard sale. I'm like... Okay. Cool. I mean, I could put that bottle of Tums on there and ask $400 for it. It doesn't mean I'll get it. Yeah. But it's like... (laughs) Doesn't make it worth that much. (laughs) I was just like, guys, just go get a shit job. Yeah. And buy stuff you like. Like, Yeah. (laughs) Like, I I was just fathoming the amount of time they had to put into this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on the hopes that, like, like they, they were like, oh, well, this thing goes for $30. I'm like, you've put also, it, you're going to put at least an hour worth of work yes, into that. Yes, that's the other thing. It, look, I've sold a lot of shit on eBay. I sold golf clubs exclusively on eBay for, like, two years, and it's it's exhausting. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah. you got to deal with fucking people um, who are shitty. you got to yeah, and that's, mail getting lost. And, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. Yeah. I'm like. I could if I went and got a job for just twenty bucks an hour, and did shit work for twenty bucks an hour. I feel like it would have been better spent than if I had had that much of a hassle to potentially earn thirty for that one hour. Yeah, that one hour. Yeah, <laughs> right. That one example. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I mean, yeah, you spent seven hundred bucks doing that, but you got to have fun for well, and I got mo- and I got your, your dollar almost, to time ratio was pretty good, and I got almost all of it back. Yeah. Uh, I think I I had. Seven in, and I think I came back with like six sixty-eight or something Which like is that. Better than most lottery returns. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I'm so I figure I just kind of so if 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 that team if that team that finished hundred thirty-third if I had finished in the top fifty I would have been I would have come out at around a thousand. Yeah. Which yeah. still it's fine. Um, so I did I did some planning here. I, I have windows open of things that I wanted to talk about. Now the things we don't get paid for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> This is for fun. Yeah. Uh, I ha- Oh, the thing I didn't go over last week that I wanted to mention was uh, oh, another boy. one of my goals last year was the how many top 250 movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ended up with 34, I think. Um, the Taylor Swift thing. I have it up on the up on the screen here so Dan can see it. Uh, the Taylor Swift thing kind of... This is just my 2022 movies ranked by, by uh, average rating. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's a quick way to figure out the top 250 because that ends at about 4.2. The last one on my list is Raiders because um, Raiders is like 246 or something like yeah. that on the on the top 50. Top 250. Pan's Labyrinth is just outside the top 250. Um, but yeah, I ended up with 12, 24, 36 minus 234. Um, including, I think, like, six in the top ten, because I think Shawshank is ten. Mm-hmm. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the top ten. Nice. The only ones I didn't watch were the, 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 uh, shoot, there's, what's the three-part Japanese one that they're all, like, three and a half hours long? Like, oh, 
Christ, there's so many. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Uh, and then there's one like Mexican movie. I am very surprised that Return of the King is that high. They're all like 4.3. Yeah. And I, I know that's the one that won all the... That's my least favorite one to rewatch, in all Same. honesty. Same. I love 1 and 2 yeah. way more than I do 3. Well, the problem with 3 is that... I mean, it's, it's always been the big complaint about it. It takes like an hour to end. Yeah. And it ends like five times. Yeah. It's, well, that and... It's the, silly. <laughs> to me, the battles aren't as satisfying. No. Oh, big battle, Ghost Army shows up. Yeah. Okay, they send Ghost Army home. Okay, then there's a battle, but oh, then the ring gets destroyed and everyone just falls down again. Right. I'm like, I love the Battle of the Two Towers so much more. Yeah, Two Towers is my favorite of the three. Um, yeah. All three, obviously, are in the top 250. Um, and I feel, I know they won't, but I feel like they should just be Lord of the Rings. One movie, yeah. 10 hours long. Yeah. That's what, that's what it is. I don't have a big problem with that. Uh, so, come and see Parasite, Harakiri, Godfather, Godfather Part 2, 12 Angry Men, Shawshank. There aren't a lot of, like, I'm surprised that they're in the top 250. Um, no, Yojimbo is like, what's the one after Fantastic Fox? Yojimbo. Yeah, I mean, it's a good list. Wow, RRR is that high? Yeah. Awesome! 238 or so. That's cool. Uh, it sucks. On the on the web version, it doesn't, it doesn't show the little decal when you click on the movie. You actually have to go to the list. But, yeah. Um... Yeah, they're on the... Uh, kind of surprised. Wow, Maverick is high. Um, I mean, I love Maverick, but higher than Jurassic Park? Eh, well, it's still got that... It, it'll, it'll, it'll it'll fade. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, just like everything else. Well, I mean, at the beginning, when it first came out, Everything Everywhere All at Once was number one for like three weeks yeah. on the list. But as more people see it, it's not the the hardcores. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. People, are, people are going to watch Everything Everywhere at Once, once and go, what, what the fuck is this? Top Gun two, <laughs> uh, Maverick was in the top two fifty for a little bit this year, yeah. uh, but it, it will it'll probably settle around a four. I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, the Batman was also in the top two fifty at one point. Uh, yeah, I so, the Wilder people. Look at that up there. I think that's it's got over a four, right? At yeah. least, yeah, four point Nice. Hunt for the Wilder people is funny. I love that movie was so good. much. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about just briefly was uh, Mithrigan. <laughs> the number thing bugs me. I'm sorry. It, uh, it, bugs, because it bugs me too because it's not the third one. Like, why is it there? <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. So, so many people are like, I bet whoever came up with that title is punching themselves in the dick now that they know there's going to be sequels. Right? <laughs> like, now what are you going to do? Yeah. Now what are you going to do, Mithrigan like, 3? Because that, that, that A could have been a 4 for that's the right. fourth one. That's right. Oh, boy. Yeah. Boy, they fucked this up. They did. Uh... Yeah, I'm not. I, I haven't seen it, so I don't know why well, the three is there. <coughs> Apparently, it's fucking really good. Well, this is what I was going to ask you because I'm seeing, like, on as far as Twitter is concerned, it is like the greatest movie of all time. Yeah. The horror Twitter community is fucking loving this movie, and I guess it's funny, kind of. Yeah, I, uh, the, the person who wrote it is also the same person who wrote in um, not Insidious Christ. What was the one? Malignant, which. Uh, James Wan did last, and it was just batshit nuts. Yeah, so, same writer, uh, young African American woman. So that's also very cool because you don't see a lot of female horror writers right. uh, get their films made. Um, but yeah, apparently it is over the top. Yeah, and and fun. Yeah, which not a lot of horror movies do nowadays. No, it's funny because this kind of had the opposite reaction when I first uh, was seeing the Twitter reaction and like the Rotten Tomato score and all that stuff. I gotta turn the heat back on. My fucking feet are cold. Um, 
I went to Letterbox to see what what the what the Letterbox folks were thinking, and it was pulling like a two eight. Yeah. And now it's up to a three point three. Mm-hmm. I wonder if like I don't know. It, you, I think usually more people are seeing it. Usually it goes the other way though. Well, it does, but let's be honest, horror people are quick to jump on bandwagons. So if the first people couple of seasons of that it was like oh it was okay and then yeah. like, everyone's like uh, like oh I loved it too yeah and then it's like three point oh, five I wanted to give it a four but I wanted to be cool also but now that other people like it I can say yeah. I liked it too yeah. yeah I mean it's the one thing especially with Twitter where people will be quick to either praise it to death or fucking hate on it too much just to have that contrary opinion that will get the clicks I, I think that the the marketing has been really good it's yeah. also been. Uh, Relentless, yeah. <laughs> the marketing. I, I have seen more ads for that than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Pretty it's... much every like YouTube video I watch, that's what's on in the middle. So, I mean, this money, this this money, this movie is going to make a boatload of money as yeah, far I as it, compared to what I think it, it made twenty seven million its opening week. Yeah, and which, what did it probably cost? Couple, couple yeah. million at most. Not much. It's got like no. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. Allison Name. Williams? Tell me who any of those people are, other than Allison Williams. Who's and it's not like she's bringing in the big check, right? She's been in like one big movie, yeah. And she's Brian Williams' kid, yeah. Great, fucking Nepo babies. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm. <laughs> did, you, did you hear Hanks' response to Nepo babies? I did. It was kind of cool. I did. Um, I, I get it because there's a lot of people that suck as Nepo babies. Yeah. Tom Hanks is also like, hey. This is our family business. Yeah. I, you know, I'm an actor. My wife's an actress. Right. We hang... The, our kids have grown up on film sets. Right. You know? Yeah, it... Of course they're going to give it a try. Yeah. It, but people don't think... And, and look, I'm I'm as uh, anti-Nepo as it gets, but that... I get that. Yeah. I get that sentiment. Um, it, it's also okay to acknowledge, as Colin Hanks or whoever, mm-hmm. that you had a huge leg up. Yeah. Huge. Which, and, and the actors that do mention that, because, like, Jamie Lee Curtis came out. She's like, yeah. yeah, of course I had help. My dad was fucking Tony Curtis. Right. Of course I and had chances I, no one else had. Yeah, if, if an audition comes down between a, a relative unknown and Tony Curtis's daughter, Tony yeah. Curtis's daughter's going to get it. Yep. It's just, yeah. Whatever. It's what it is. Yeah. So anyway, Megan... Uh, but yeah, did you have to tell that to Bronny James when draft time comes along? Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> um, Renner, just real quick, uh, he also he got run over by a fucking plow truck. I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about how for a few hours last night, and I screenshotted it. Uh, his official letterboxed picture. <laughs> oh my god, was the was the thing. one he tweeted out from the hospital. And uh, now the cowards at Letterbox have switched back to a normal headshot. Well, that's just um, mean. <laughs> dude, it happened to the dude while helping a goddamn neighbor. <laughs> you know? Come on, guys. Yeah. I did think it was funny, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, Robin said the same thing. I was like thinking, I think he would probably find that funny, but it's probably in poor taste. Yeah, but let's not make him laugh right now while his chest is caved in. Right, right. <laughs> Uh, so that was just a little quick uh, runner. Another. He's got such an interesting career. He does. Um, yeah. And he's been making movies a long time now. Yeah, he was in a lot of smaller stuff for a long time before catching, like, starting to catch the big names. Yeah. I wish he'd make more movies like Town and Wind River. And Arrival. Arrival. Well, Shit like that. It's it's just like what. Uh, God, what's her name? 
uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. Had said like a year ago, I was like, look, I'm super grateful for Marvel and all that stuff. But it has, like, it took up all of her late 20s and half yep. her 30s, you know? Like, mm-hmm. to, I have no idea how old Elizabeth Olsen is, I'm guessing. Probably early 30s. Probably 32, 33. Yeah. Um, you just don't have the time to yeah. do other things. On Marvel sets yeah. for very long periods of time. And, like, and, and you're and, gonna be. And they, I'm sure they block out for reshoots. Oh yeah, and like, yeah. Oh yeah, you've been done for three months, but press. guess what? We could call you back at any time. Press. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. So, uh, it's it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, uh, definitely. And then uh, you know, and then but for other people, um, they might not have ever been anything if not for just the Marvel movies. But I yep. think like. Obviously, meanwhile, Aaron Johnson, Taylor Johnson's over here, like I got out after fucking one. Yeah, and <laughs> and now he's probably going to be Bond, which is just well, not no, I shouldn't say that. That's not just as demanding as being yeah. Marvel. I know, um, I know, they always try to go in the direction of someone other than a white dude. Yeah, but I do like, I do like him as that choice. I think he would do. I think he would bring something different. Yeah, to the Bond because he's he's a little meaner. Yeah, you know he's got he he can have that nasty side to him. Yeah. as an actor, so. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Bond. Has that been with. confirmed, or yeah. is it just like... It has not. <laughs> ...leader in the clubhouse type thing? Yeah. <clears throat> um, for my 2023 themes, another one I think I've kind of half uh, half-ass added... Half-ass added? Um, is journalism, journalism movies. Mm-hmm. Um, last night... Uh, Robin and I finished up The Insider. I hadn't seen it probably Ugh. since... Maybe since it came out. Um, that movie's great. That movie is so great, great, great. Good. Uh, so that, and you know how I love uh, anytime I can nail two of my categories with one movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got my Michael Mann in and uh, doing a journalism movie. So I've made a list uh, of journalism movies. Ooh, this is good because this is one of the things I'm going to try to get into one of our future punch outs, preferably in like the summer. Is I want to do journalism films, media films. Well, then let's talk about this for a minute. Oh, because yeah. the 12... So, uh, before I even show you the rest of them... I mean, you can see the top five there. Before you, I, I show you the rest of it, my internal struggle is it has to be... It can't just be a, a, a movie that takes place in a news studio or mm-hmm. at a newspaper. The journalism has to be the story. Yeah. Not that those movies are bad. Yeah. But that's not what I'm going for here. Mm-hmm. So the only one that's on this list that I really have a question about is Nightcrawler. No, 100% needs to be on there. So 100%. that will... 100%. So that's about that the journalism. That is all about okay. what it's like to be, you know, that particular type of journalist, you know. So the ones I've got on here now, I've seen about half of them... Um, Oh, you need broadcast news. Maybe more. Well, I was wondering about broadcast news. Yeah. I, it was briefly on the list, and I yeah. took it off. Uh, so I mean, it, it, there is a ro- it is a big part of romantic element, but it is yeah. also like, what's better for journalism? Someone who looks like Albert Brooks, who is a far better journalist, right? Or, or William, William Hurt. Hurt, who looks like a news anchor but and is just dumb. Dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Which. That is a big part of well, the news media now. If you look There's at the news media now, network. guess what? Dumb one. <laughs> yep. Uh, that so is, the ones that are sad. the ones that are on my no, the ones that are on my list here: uh, All the President's Men, Spotlight, The Insider, Network, The Post, Good Night, Good Luck. I've seen all of those. 
Uh, and then Nightcrawler, Frost Nixon, uh, China Syndrome, Kill the Messenger, which I've seen, mm. uh, Shattered Glass, and Absence of Malice. Um, so the only one on that second half that I have seen was Kill the Messenger. That was really good, speaking of Renner. Um, I also kind of toyed around with it had to be true, or based on true, yeah. uh, but I, that went away really yeah, quickly. Nightcrawler is not. Yeah, it, it, that went away pretty quickly, So there's because uh, there's not many... Uh, all the Presidents Man Spotlight, Insider, Post, uh, Good Night, Good Luck, Frost Nixon, Kill the Messenger, oh. and Shattergrass. Actually, most of them are based on true stories. Let me know when you watch Nightcrawler, because I'll watch it that same week. Because, I, I haven't watched it in years, but fuck. That's like, that was one of my favorite movies of that year. Yeah. Fucking Gyllenhaal is unbelievable in that film. Probably his best performance for <clears throat> me, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And Riz Ahmed's in it, and is great, and... Oh, Christ. Um... Rene Russo is fucking awesome in that film. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, Bill Paxton is yeah. also in it. Yeah, it's got a 4.0. Yeah, that film. That that film you have to like shower. Yeah. After you watch it, because you're just like, oh my, pop, paparazzi's are just so fucking sleazy. Yeah. Man. Um. So I pulled up a list. Uh, there, I mean, there's a bunch of different lists. They all have pretty much all the same movies on them. Yeah. Um. This one has All the President's Men at 1, Broadcast News at 2, so I'll put that back in. Spotlight, uh, Network, Absence of Malice, Shattered Glass, The Paper. What about oh, The Paper? Oh, The Paper. Yeah, no, that's good. That's yeah? a good one, yeah. Okay. I'll put that back in. China Syndrome I have in there because I'd never seen it. Oh, Killing, Killing Fields. Fields. Hey, it's a true story. Maybe I'll put it back in. No, Citizen, Citizen Kane, Kane, I'm all yeah. set. Insider, Good Night and Good Luck, uh, Year of Living Dangerously. Oh, shit. Yeah, I haven't seen that fucking forever. <clears throat> Might add that back. The post I did like. Reds. I don't care. Yeah. Don't care. Uh, State of Play. The Russell Crowe. Uh, Jesus. I don't... I, I know I've seen it, and I don't remember a fucking thing I don't either. I don't, and, I don't, <laughs> and I'm not 100% sure I've seen it, but I, I, I remember nothing. I'm pretty sure I did, yeah. I don't remember a damn thing about it. I mean, I can watch it, and if it doesn't count, it doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I can watch it anyway. Uh, so I'll throw that back in. I don't know what that is. Don't care. Oh, His Girl Friday. Friday. Oh, Salvador. Salvador. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't know. I don't think I can watch James Woods. Oh, yeah. He's a dick. <laughs> uh, Under Fire. Don't even know what that is. Oh, but it's got Gene Hackman. And that was at the Dollar Tree. It was? <laughs> yeah. I think I might have picked up a copy. <laughs> For a dollar. Uh, Zodiac? Oh, I mean, there's definitely journalism in that. Yeah. But, I mean, the main journalist is a fucking cartoonist. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's more yeah. obsession than yeah. anything else. Uh, Kill the Messenger was really good. Kill the Messenger was about the um, uh, CIA... Maybe possibly bringing crack into the hmm. United States. Maybe possibly. Maybe possibly. And he may, and then he dies mysteriously. Mm-hmm. Spoilers for Kill the Messenger. I mean, it's in a title. Uh, <clears throat> Frost Nixon. I, I watched it when it came out. I don't remember. I remember it being really, really good. Yeah. I but know. I was like, not something I'll rewatch again anytime. So, I mean, it's two actors just basically having a conversation for the majority of the film. And right. it's good. Right. But yeah. Unless, I, unless I'm doing, like, a Nixon rewatch, I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, Wesley Snipes is in it. Wesley. Uh, the Parallax View. I watched this either last year or the year before, and I didn't think it was that great, to yeah. be honest. Um, 
almost famous. I mean, yeah, he's a rock journalist, but that's that, not what that for me, was about. For me, that's not that's not it. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that, that was the list. So I'll add those other ones onto it and get a, about 20. So that, that makes a pretty good list. Uh, now we can. Now that all the intro stuff is out of the way, we can dive into the to the stuff that we actually watched this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I started the year with Thief. Uh, Good start. Yeah, starting that, uh, that right there is like like you put it. You can see the through line from like everything else Michael Mann does yeah. for a while. Yeah, like Thief. really. Um, yeah, uh, everything everything about that movie is. It was like a dry run for Heat. Yep. Um, we actually did a TV show for a while, or tried to do a TV show pilot for Heat. Yeah. And it was apparently terrible. Mm. But it was, I think it was called L.A. Takedown. Like, you can now find it. Like, they released it as a film. Oh, really? But it's essentially Heat. Yeah. But it was like, yeah. Heat with TV actors. Um, <clears throat> so Thief is uh, first Michael Mann, right? Is that his first? No. His first, first is feature? a horror movie called The Keep, which is okay. almost impossible to find. Because in true Michael Mann fashion, in doing this, you know, horror film, he tried to make it three hours, and they made him cut it down, (laughs) and apparent, and he disowned it from that point on. Guys, this is three horror movies. (laughs) Yeah, it's it. It was on Criterion last month. I meant to catch it because I haven't seen it in fucking forever. But it's like it's never been on DVD, never been on Blu-ray. Like people keep calling for like the Michael Mann cut of it. I'm like. Guys, that film was like made in like 1980. What makes you think there's fucking elements <laughs> of that film still kicking around? Right. That shit is long gone. Sorry, guys. But yeah, Thief I would call like the first, the first Michael Mann, Michael Mann film. Right. Um. James Con, Tuesday Weld, mm-hmm. some other people. Yeah. Uh, James Belushi. Yeah. It's filled with a lot of, oh yeah, that guy from yeah. like early 80s type of films. Right. Um, but it, it is, it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's very Michael Mannish. Uh, working with his favorite color palettes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> got the synth mm-hmm. going. Um, yeah, it's just, it, it's, it's aged very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still, it's very, I mean, this is my first time watching it. I think I gave it a four. Um, followed that, that up with Imbruge. Really enjoyed that. I'm going to. Mm-hmm. I was thinking I would do a Colin Farrell thing, but he's been around a long time. Uh, in fact, Minority Report is like his first big role. Yeah. Um, sure, yeah. And, but, which is funny that you said because the screen, the screen, um, screen draft guys just did a Colin Farrell draft. Oh, really? Because of the Banshees of Sharon. It's weird because there's he's been around a long time. There's he's there's a lot of movies. Um, and a lot of them are good, but then there's just a lot of trash. Yeah. There's a lot of just straight trash. He's an actor that I think once he decided, yeah, I shouldn't do this leading actor shit. Yeah. Became or, better for it. Or I, I I think like in the mid-2000s, he was, and look, I'm not, again, I say yeah. this all the time, I'm not begrudging anyone there. I think he was chasing paychecks. Yeah. Uh, which is, again, totally fine. Mm-hmm. I got no problem with that. I just, I just don't want to yeah. watch a movie. I don't want to watch The Recruit again. I mean... He was in a lot of shit like that. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, everyone picks on the Daredevil thing, but I'm going to give him a pass There's on that. There's a lot more wrong with Daredevil <laughs> exactly. than just Colin Farrell. Than just Colin Farrell. Um, right. I mean, and then he was in fucking Alexander, which... Yeah. That's the ultimate paycheck chase yeah. right there. I get the, it's paycheck, and you, but you're working with Oliver Stone. Yeah. And Angelina Jolie. And there's yeah. a lot good about that, but then, I mean, he... 
he's the wrong person to play Alexander the Great. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't care how great of an actor he is, that is not the role for him. No, there's no way it was that pretty. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember watching that. I don't even know if I finished watching it. Well, it depends was on like, also, which cut did you almost finish watching? It's you. been released with like Could three different cuts you. now. Because <laughs> the one original of those one? Where Oliver Stone was like, no, 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 it's better this time, I promise. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 it's better. Okay, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you say. Yeah. In uh, Bruges was really good, though. Um, yeah. I, I actually, and then I'm going to, I've, I've sort of uh, just am going to fall into a Martin McDonough mm-hmm. triple cap uh, with yeah. with Colin Farrell with that Seven Psychopaths, because I've never seen that. It's fun. And uh, and Anna Sheeran. So uh, the other, uh, the other Colin Farrell's that I was looking at were uh, Minority Report, which we both watched this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I don't like the way that they come up on the desktop version. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched The Batman again. That movie's awesome. Yeah, that it movie really is, is awesome. I, I've I am so pleasantly sort of surprised at this was my third watch, and it's like still awesome. And you kind of, after the 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 shit that DC has been through since Nolan, mm-hmm. uh, post Nolan DC movies have almost exclusively been awful. Yep. And even the good ones are just like you're calling it good compared to the shit yeah. that came out before it yeah. and will come out after. The Suicide Squad was fun. Yeah, I'm not racing to I rewatch. Have never, that. I've never watched it again. Never, haven't even thought about it. Yeah, me neither. Um, but the Batman is uh, it's it's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Highly, highly recommend if you have... I totally understand if you are out on DC stuff, yeah. uh, the Batman's the real deal. Well, it's, and it's also... It's not their universe. Right. They might try to make it at some point, but right <laughs> now it is <laughs> not. Yeah. Um, also on the Colin Farrell list, I think this is this must be... How is this ranked? Oh, by popular film popularity. Okay. Uh, the second one on the list is the Lobster, which both you and I both really like. Uh, TJ just watched it uh, this week. I saw it pop up on his thing. He really liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer. I don't know if I can get through, just because I know what it's about and it will make me uncomfortable. Oh, it's a very uncomfortable film. I, I have no doubt that it's great. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know if it I is can do one it. of the most uncomfortable watches I've ever. Yeah, seen. Yeah, see, I don't think I can do it. I, it's like making my it's like making my skin crawl right now. I don't I don't think I can do it. Uh, Fantastic Beasts will never watch. One of those guys that does the the, the unique film listed uh, films in which Colin Farrell turns into Johnny Depp, and it's got that and Imaginary of Dark Parnassus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I will never watch the Fantastic. I have not seen any of the Fantastic Beasts ones, and I I can't imagine I ever will. They're uh, not terribly good. Banshees is definitely on my list. That's what kind of started this whole thing because uh, it's probably going to be well. He a just favorite. he just won. Yeah, I can't remember Something. which film critic association, but yeah, he won for both that and After Yang. Yeah, because I'm so pissed because After Yang I meant to watch during my May 24 last year. That's been uh, nowhere. No, it's kind of shitty. I've been waiting for it to pop up somewhere I, and it hasn't. I think it's on sh- Showtime. Yeah, fuck I think that. that's like the only place because <laughs> I read because I, I yeah because I got the trial of Showtime during May because all of the twenty oh, yeah. fours films were fucking on Showtime. Yeah, so that sucks. Yeah, uh, Bruges is the one that I just watched. Um, the gentleman, I I, I have was not... one of the okay guys. I haven't yeah, seen it yet, but I think I, it's one of the okay guys. I, I uh, Robin and I watched it when it came out. Um, it was good. I don't remember much about it. I'm 
Matthew McConaughey was good. Uh, I do remember, though, that Colin Farrell is, excuse me, hilarious yeah. in that movie. He is like a boxing coach or something. Mm. It's very funny. <laughs> um, if you go on YouTube, you can see just the clips of him. Because he's, he's like, soup. well, it's not a surprise. It's a Guy Ritchie movie. He's laying on the super heavy yep. Irish accent that you can barely understand. He's full brogue. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Uh, then Minority Report, which we'll talk about in a second, uh, that you and I both watched. Uh, After Yang, I definitely want to see. Seven Psychopaths is in my list. I don't know if that one's playing anywhere or not. Widows? He was in Widows? Yeah, he was the politician. Okay. On that little side story. Yeah, because it's like, there was so much to love about Widows, I forgot he was in that film. Because I'm paying attention more to Viola Davis and Daniel Kaluuya and, um, you know, everybody else. And I'm like, oh yeah. He was a politician in that film. He was... Christ. I can't even remember who was, who was his dad now in that film. But, yeah. I fucking know. Uh, maybe I'll rewatch it and just skip the part where you can fucking count the taste buds on Liam Neeson's tongue. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. Uh, horrible Bosses, Don't Care, We'll Never Watch It. And a couple movies I didn't even know he was in, Saving Mr. Banks and Dumbo. No, me neither. Dumbo made a zero imprint. Culturally, I, well, I think a lot of the a lot of the the remakes are just no one cares. Yeah, you made a lot of money opening week, and then yeah, that was it. no one cares about your your live uh, Saving Mr. Banks. I remember it being very pretty good. I'm not going to watch it again, but uh, I'm the Beguiled. I've never seen. If anything, good, I'm just going to watch. Short. If anything, I'm just going to watch that because it's for um, Coppola. Yeah, and I haven't seen all of her films yet, and I guess it's pretty good. I don't know what he does in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he the one that's? Is he the injured or whatever I so. guy? Yeah. Um, so it's like a an injured, like Civil War soldier maybe or yeah. something. And the it's mainly about the three women that are taking care of him. Are they all sisters, or a mother and two sisters? Some some, some sort I don't of familial relation. Know. A bunch of uh, blonde ladies. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely gonna watch Miami Vice. I all remember. I s- all I see when I see Miami Vice is the film it should have been. Yeah. Well. <laughs> So Michael Mann worked on Miami Vice. Yeah, it was he created like, it. like that was his show. Yeah. Um, so you would think that a uh, I mean obviously I'm going to watch it. It's going to be a twofer. I'm going to get Colin Farrell and Michael Mann in one thing in one swoop. I just remember it being kind of dumb. Well, I remember they had to rewrite significant portions of it because like Jamie Foxx wouldn't get on a fucking boat, and he signed up to do Miami Vice. Yeah. And like part of the place, come on, man. One of the places they were start to film started to have like a revolution. Oh, well. So that'll happen. They had to rewrite like a lot of the ending, which huh. had to change a lot of it. So yeah, it seems like it's, it seems like it was a fucking nightmare to work on that did not was not able to be fixed. I also I'm gonna put these in order of uh, release date, and just look at something and see if I was where the fuck is it. He was in fucking Roman J. Israel Esquire. Oh, man, I've screwed this all up now, Dan. Okay, so at Jesus, that point... Shit, I don't even remember him in. I don't like that I've done this. I'm going back to the other way, Dan. I'm like, he was in Crazy Heart? <laughs> I don't like this. Uh, I'm gonna, I was trying to see... I wanted to see... Um, what was it? Popularity? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wanted to see if maybe part of my... Kind of the bad taste I have for Miami Vice... Is because it w- it had followed like a string of those shit movies that he was in, yeah. Uh, where he was doing, um, although phone booth wasn't I liked, horrible. I like phone, phone booth, booth is not horrible. I will I will sort of stand up for that movie. Yeah. It's not as bad as it sounds like it should be. 
Um, I won't rewatch it, but uh, also he was in the New World. That's one of the few Malicks I haven't seen, and supposedly it's very, very, very good. It's Terrence Malick. He makes great fucking films. Is it a Pocahontas? Yes. Okay. Uh, Fright Night, he was speaking, fucking awesome. Speaking of live-action Disney movies, yeah. this is just a live-action Disney movie before it was cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, so maybe, so I should throw that in my list? Yeah. Okay. You, sh- you should honestly also throw Fright Night in there, the Fright Night remake. Okay. 100% serious. He fucking rules in that film. He plays the Chris Sarandon role from the original Fright Night. I have not seen the original Fright Night, Dan. Oh. He's he's the vampire next door. Okay. And he's fucking awesome. Uh, 13 Lives, I guess, is quite good. Um, that's the one about the divers that Elon oh, Musk yeah. said were pedophiles or whatever. Yeah. Um, I guess it's quite good. It's, all, uh, it's I, Joel Edgerton right there, and like him. Yeah, and... Uh, 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 Vigo's in Vigo. that. And <clears throat> it's just from last year. Yeah. Um, I guess it's quite good. It's an Amazon original, so it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I can't remember who, who it is that keeps championing. Someone oh, that shit. I pay attention to. This is why we never... It's Ron Howard. So. Yeah. Yeah. No spectacle there, just <laughs> solid film. I guess it's quite good though. It's yeah. about the the uh, oh crap, were they not Vietnamese? Thailand, Thailand, yeah, the, yeah. The Thai soccer team that they yeah. got caught in a cave at low at uh, low tide, and then the tide came in, and they were stuck in this cave for yeah. thirteen days. Um, and this is the story of the divers uh, yeah. uh, going yeah. in because Elon Musk was going to build some fucking robots to send him down, and they're like, nope, these guys are just going to do it. And then he, yeah, then he tried to create. This narrative where the guy was a pedophile because Elon Musk is terrible. What a twat that guy is. He really is. He is the secondhand embarrassment. I didn't think I could feel that much secondhand mm-hmm. embarrassment for a billionaire, but I do. Yeah. I He is embarrassed. Everything that he posts is so desperate yeah. and yeah, it is, embarrassing. It, it is the Jeb Bush, please, please clap yes. on every single thing he does. It's it's kind of worse than that. Yeah. But yes, it, yeah. it just... He just reeks of desperation. Dude, just, you can do anything you want in this world. Why this? Yeah. Why this? I I can't remember who it was, but I mentioned it a couple weeks ago. Like, say what you will about Zuckerberg. He knows he's a douchebag. Yep. So he doesn't say anything. Yeah. He just stays out of the public limelight. And for the most part, that's what Bill Gates did. It's like, I'm just, I'm weird and nerdy, so I'm just going to be over here. Yeah. Making my money. I'm, I'm. I might be a shitty person. I'm not sure. Yeah. No one around me will tell me so. Yeah. So I'm not even going to test it. Yep. <laughs> I will just stay in my bubble mm-hmm. and believe what I want to. Uh, after that was total. I never saw the Total Recall. Did you? Yeah. I didn't For, think so. It was deeply forgettable. Uh, Doctor Parnassus, the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus. Is that the the last Heath Ledger? Yes, that's okay. the one where Heath Ledger died during the making of it. So they had then recruited Johnny Depp, Colin Farrell, and. One more person to, to morph into him. <laughs> Another person. Yeah, it's again, it's Terry Gilliam, so it's cursed film. Yeah, everything went fucking wrong on it. Yeah, I uh, remember it being it, it was Terry Gilliam. It was very interesting and visually cool. And then a month later, you're like, did I watch that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm probably all set. Artemis Fowl, I guess, is horrendous uh, yeah. and does not follow the source material at all. Uh, Ava was a big letdown because I do love uh, Jessica Chastain. The movie was terrible. Uh, epic. I don't even know what that is. What the fuck is epic? It's an animated. Uh, yeah, it was. It's part of that uh, kind of the when everyone was just chucking CG movies at the fucking wall to see what would stick. All set. Uh, Alexander, we've talked about Crazy Heart. I, I, I've never seen it, and you're I saying you're really liking it. I don't remember, don't remember Colin Farrell being in it at all. 
Uh, Roman Same. J. Israel Esquire. No idea. Voyagers, is that the Chris Pratt? No, that's not that one. What's that one? The one with Chris Pratt and uh, Jennifer Passengers. Lawrence. Passengers, okay. Yeah. This is Voyagers. Very different film. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> ooh, 2.3. I'm out. Uh, speaking of depth, though, there he was. Uh, his daughter, anyway. Oops, yeah. I went to the wrong one. Um, so when you can't get Colin Farrell uh, filling in for Depp, you get uh, Colin Farrell in a movie with Lily Rose Depp. Nepo baby. Um, SWAT was awful. I, I mean, well, that just actually, forgettable. That actually made the draft. Because <laughs> people were like, what? <laughs> what was but it? it was like the person's like very first pick at like number 12, so they're like, whatever. Mm. Uh, the Way Back, I don't know what that is. Not to be confused with The Way Way Back. Oh, Peter Weir. No shit. Um, I'd watch that. Ye- Jim Sturgis, yeah. Ed Harris, Jersey Ronan, Mark Strong, Colin Farrell. It's a good it's a Putting it on cast. my list. Yeah. Uh, after that, The Recruit. Uh, <laughs> no. Just super, super average you. at best. Uh, Cassandra's Dream. Don't know what that oh, is. A whole bunch of films I don't know. Solace, Winter's Tale, Dead Man Down, Tigerland. Tigerland. Is that I'll good? Put that on there. That was like his first big role. Or not big role, but the first role that got him noticed. It was like... It, it's basically Full Metal Jacket. All all these guys in boot camp. Schumacher hot, hot off Batman and Robin at this point. But the one thing Schumacher... Look at the cast. The one thing Schumacher can do is pull in like young talent that will eventually go places. Oh, Cole Hauser. Look at that. Cole Hauser, Michael Shannon, Shea Wiggum, Clifton Collins. I'm trying to think who else. Other people. I mean, it's... It's a low, low budget film. I think, it, if I remember right, it was like probably, I think it was like shot on 16mm. Yeah. It looks like a Vietnam era film. Nice. Um, but he plays kind of the um, Jack Nicholson in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest kind of character. Yeah. Where it's like, all of this is bullshit. I'm just going to fuck up everything I can. Yeah. You know? I never finished that. Is that awful? Cuckoo's Nest? Yeah. No, Cuckoo's Nest was good. I mean, I. I Bleak. Yeah, you feel. Robin you, and I. You feel like smothering yourself with a pillow. Robert and I started watching it one night, and I got to the part where they return the boat, where they take the, where they steal the boat, yeah, and then they come back. And I, not I, much good just, happens after. We that. just never picked it up again. Not much good happens after that. Everything um, kind of goes bad. The War Zone, don't know. Pride and Glory, don't know. Oh, yeah, that was another one of those ones that got front. Um, I think London Boulevard's another. Um, London Boulevard. No, it's William Monaghan. Oh. Two thousand ten. Man, he he was fucking busy for yeah. Oh, yeah. For a stretch. Veronica there. Guerin is worth a watch. He's not in it a whole lot. Oh, whoops. But it's good. That's, a, that's just a damn good film. How did I do that? There we go. There he is. He's right there. Yeah. Oh, Jeez, another Schumacher. Oh, was it? I didn't, yeah. I didn't oh, know. Oh, Hearts War. Ugh. Hearts War. We've got uh, Bruce Willis doing an incorrect salute right on the fucking cover art. Yeah. I can't even say the next one. Undine. Undine. Undine, yeah. Uh, At Home at the End of the World is good. That's worth a watch. Man, he was fucking busy. Holy shit. Uh, American Outlaws. Don't know what that is. Ass- I don't know what any of these are at this point in the in the uh, ouvoir. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So uh, I can get 10, 12 uh, yeah. ferals out of that. I thought I was going to be at like 6 or 7 maybe. No, you just can because get a good list. Because the, the, the quality drops off sharp. And don't forget his episode of Scrubs. What did you do in episode of Scrubs? Oh, you don't remember the episode of Scrubs? 
where he showed up because he, he knocked a guy out in a bar and then he hangs out at the hospital until the guy gets better and like everyone in the hospital is like falling in love with him except for JD and I don't remember that one. Oh my god, that was such. He's basically playing Colin Farrell. He's <laughs> that, playing a drunken Irishman who's very, very fucking charming. That's on my kind of list of uh, shows to go back to because yeah. I think it's. On, I think it's. That's a weird one because it was on so many different networks. I think it ended up being on like three. The, the first like six six seasons are really good. Yeah, the NBC the NBC seasons. Yeah, the ABC season was okay if it had not been a continuation of scrubs yeah or a continuation without any of the original cast yeah but yeah yeah um how many post nbc seasons two. were i think there? they did two. the last like regular season and then the like the scrubs, weird the new class yeah yeah <laughs> scrubs the college years yeah uh no that'd be that's a good uh hey, it's feral, a good good list of feral movies. list um where we'll just go to the diary here so then the Batman I talked about. So, okay, the, the two that you and I watched, the two uh, uh, Tom Cruise mm-hmm. Spielbergs, are forgotten Spielberg movies, maybe? Or overlooked? Maybe not Minority Report, yeah. but definitely War of the Worlds. Um, yeah. Are kind of, when you think Spielberg, you don't immediately think... Well, that's that's the thing about it. <coughs> I mean, like, starting me on my Spielberg kick, a screen draft is doing, like, the Spielberg draft. Yeah. And it's, like, 34 films. Hmm. I mean, and when, like, when they just started discussing around, like, the 28, you're like, no, that movie's great. Yeah. And you're like... But there's 27 other ones that are yeah. better. <laughs> He's been doing a lot of really good films for a long time. Yeah. And I'm surprised War of the Worlds hasn't been named yet. They made it through the first third, and War of the Worlds has not been dropped yet. Um, my biggest issue with War of the Worlds is Tom Cruise. Yes. Thank you. Watching it, I'm like, you know, if they just switched Tim Robbins in Tom Cruise's roles... This is a four and a half star movie for me. I also hate that the fucking angry young kid survives. Yeah. Because he had just, to, it's PG 13. But he just runs off. Yeah. And then isn't in like the last third of the film, and then he just shows up at the house, and you're like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, it's weird. Um, how did that happen? Yeah. Um, <laughs> in this movie about aliens coming up out of the ground and stuff, I don't believe you. That <laughs> I don't believe that this kid made it from the fucking Pine Barrens in New Jersey to Boston. Especially, especially seeing what we saw happen to where he was standing. Yeah, and the it fact basically that he, got napalmed. Yeah, and he—it's not like he'd been making rash decisions in the film to that right. point. He was always running off and doing stupid shit that almost got everybody killed. Right. Um. And while it's fun to see Tom Cruise as a shitty dad, um, and he is a shitty dad. He is a shitty dad in that film. He <clears throat> he still tried to. Be Tom Cruise. Yes, which is tough. It was. It's. A, it's. It was uh, uneven. Yeah. Um, Whereas if you had put like Tim Robbins in that role, yeah, I can believe for. I have no trouble believing that Tim Robbins could play a fantastic shitty dad. Yeah. And not come out of every scene looking heroic, because most of that film, Cruise is not doing heroic shit, but he's looking heroic while doing it. He's also because the, he's fucking Tom Cruise. Well, it also doesn't. Uh, It's weird. It, it's a weird. He he's a shitty dad. He's being portrayed as a shitty dad, but he's also making a lot of the decisions that he makes that make him like, especially in the eyes of his son, look like a coward. Are exactly what you do if you're a good dad. Yeah. Like I don't care if this makes me look shitty. She's ten. Yeah. 
That's my motive. That is the only thing yeah. I'm worried about she right now. She can't survive on her own. Yeah. yeah. This we're doing. We're going the other way. Mm-hmm. I know you want to run into this, but no. she's ten. Yeah. The best line in the movie is, uh, "Does your plan involve anything, or do you have a plan that doesn't involve your ten-year-old sister joining the army?" <laughs> yeah. That's the best line in the movie. <laughs> uh, but that's exactly yeah. like, that's exactly how I would have been. Like I picture myself running around from aliens with Tilly. Yeah. Like. We're not doing anything brave here. Yeah. We're getting her the fuck away yeah. to the Anywhere safest place we safe, can. Yeah. yeah. Um, if that so means it was... going in a basement with Tim Robbins, that's what we're doing. And honestly, I would have loved to have seen Tom Cruise in that crazy role. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that would have been phenomenal. Because you would have been like, oh, no, this guy might have a plan. This yeah. Might... And then he was like, oh, oh no, no, he's he just doesn't. nuts. Nope. He's going to just try it with not, a shotgun. Yeah, not that Robbins wasn't bad in that. But again, th- as soon as that scene happened, I'm like... Switch these two roles. I am in love with this movie. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, the fucking film work on display is amazing. Mm. I mean, is it was one thing that I actually. It's one of those things that you don't notice but you appreciate. But when they, oh, I was listening to the draft episode, they talked about it. This one guy, that Spielberg has some of the best camera work of any director. He, the way he moves the camera in scene, it's awesome. So I've started really paying attention to that shit. With the rewatches and in War of the Worlds, that is so true. That camera is always being placed in very interesting places and making interesting moves, not like just yep. virtuoso shit to make it look cool. Right. But it's always like, oh, he put that the camera's obscured there, yeah, and that's why you're only seeing this part of it. And then the way it moves, it's like, fuck. Have you seen Last of the Mohicans, Dan? Yes. I'm kidding. We're gonna get to that. Yes. Uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, with War of the Worlds, there's a lot to love about that film, and I didn't know notice this until I was watching the special features. The the two that play the grandparents are the original oh, survivors yeah. from the first from the nineteen fifties version. Oh really? Yeah. He just called them because again, Spielberg, if anything, is a lover of film. So he just wanted to throw in that nod there. And there's some other nods. I loved that movie when I was a kid. Yeah. Because as a as a kid who hadn't read many books, obviously, mm-hmm. that was like H.G. Wells is my favorite author. Oh, yeah. Um, we read those little fucking pocket books. Yeah. That was one of the ones over and over and over um, again. So the fact that a movie had been made at all yeah. about a book that I had read at age 10 or whatever. Uh, and was one we could watch. Yeah, and was one that we could watch. I, I just thought it was endlessly cool. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't remember anything about it. I just remember that mm. it was a thing and I was like, holy fuck, there's a movie. Yeah. It was from like 1955 yeah. or whatever. But um, <clears throat> it is... The reason, apparently the reason he's E.T. has three fingers oh, really? is because of that. Because hmm. they showed a shot where E.T. like reaches out to touch Elliot on the shoulder from behind. And it's like a legit shot for shot from War of the Worlds. Oh, cool. When the woman is getting about to get grabbed by an alien. And I'm going to make some noise. So Noise over. Yeah, there's a lot to love about that film. But then there's just... Especially when it comes to that era Spielberg. Like the mid Yeah. Mid-2000s was a... Not a great time for a lot of big time filmmakers. Um, You're right. He, he has some weaker shit. He has some weaker entries during that time. I think it. <clears throat> I do. I, I I kind of briefly passed over it when we were talking about the feral ones, and I mentioned that what's it called, epic? Yeah. Um, where there was just this barrage of because look, animated movies used to be hard to make, mm-hmm. like. You had to have some time if you were Disney. Yep. You know, you had to, you had to have Disney money and Disney time yep. to make that shit Years. because it had to be drawn. Yeah. Um, but as soon as like CG stuff came out, you just needed 
people that knew how to do it. Yeah. Um, so there was like a glut of these things of those like anime CG animated movies around mid to mid to late two thousands. Um, it's kind of the same thing with uh, like your big budget movies mm-hmm. too. That not not the animated part, but just the oh, we got to cram some CG into this mm-hmm. because look what they're doing on this movie and look at this and, the, and that's yeah. where you. And that's what got me to never watch Rain of movies like Rain of Fire because yeah. I just thought it was one of those. Yeah, because that's what you were worried about. That it was. Just it was just going to be a spectacle. shit, yeah, yeah CG looking thing. But then it turned out to not be. Dan has gone to rinse out his coffee, so I'm just going to talk about nothing for a few minutes. Um, but I think that's where, uh, like, movies like War of the Worlds, which actually looks pretty good. Uh, yeah, it did. It looked. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't look like tacked on CG. Yeah. It doesn't look like. Um, well, that's because he can afford the best. Yeah, and, and well, got, he he's got Disney time, and you know the, yeah. the and when you're like D- we were talking. It's still fucking Janusz Kaminski. Yeah, you know, and that was another thing they were talked about too, on the draft. I thought was really interesting. Is like Kaminsky is pretty much Kaminsky and John Williams are like his go-to for everything, right? And people are like, I kind of wish he'd switch it up from time to time. Like, so it would look different, well, sound different. Work with a different person. Yeah. You're Spielberg. People are still coming to your movies, too. Right. But, again, when when your go-to people are, like, two of the most decorated people in their position in history, eh, all right. Go ahead. Keep yeah. using Kaminsky. I get it. Um. So War of the Worlds was to... Well, we kind of talked about these backwards mm. in terms of when they came out... Um, Overall, War of the Worlds is fine. Yeah, um, it's it is definitely yeah even, lower tier even Spielberg. Even bad Spielberg, yeah, is, has stuff in it where yeah. you're like, shit. You, you're uh, not going to turn it off halfway through. No. Um, now, Minority Report. I started watching it. Uh, well, I started a rewatch uh, like a year ago, and then it just I think it got swallowed up by the Korean stuff, mm-hmm. and I never got back to it. So I just started it from scratch the other day. Um, not that I hadn't seen it. I mean, that's the type of movie, it's weird when you get to our age, yeah. that you're watching movies that you know you've seen ten times, mm-hmm. but don't really remember, because it's been 20 years. Yeah. You saw it ten times in like a five-year span, yeah. uh, and then you haven't seen it since then. Um, I don't know when I would have last watched Minority Report. I it know had been a while for me. Me too. Because um, I... Maybe when... I remembered... I, I want to say when the DVD came out. Looking at that, that was still 20 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it had been probably 10 years since I'd watched Minority Report. The only thing that I really knew for sure was how it ended. Yeah. I didn't remember, like, who the bad guy... I mean, it's a 20-year-old movie. It's it's the uh, Max von Sydow. I mean, you should know that going <laughs> it, in. Because it's fucking Max von Sydow that, in your film. Guess what? Yeah. He's going to be the villain. He's going to be the bad guy at some point. Um but I couldn't remember how they got there, and I couldn't remember the Leo Crow thing until he gets yeah. through. And I was like, oh, I could yeah. not remember what happened to Colin Farrell's character. So I, I, I did. I remembered he was pesky, and then he kind of had a moment where you're like, oh no, he's actually he's actually good and right, good and right. And, oh, and I I forgot what had happened to him. Jumped though. the shit out of Robin. Yeah, jumped the shit out of her. She <laughs> almost like because she was she was only kind of half paying attention because she came in halfway through. Well, he's the he's the main antagonist for the majority of the film. You yeah. expect him to make it. Yeah. Um, and then he gets shot. Um, shot with like a half an hour to go in the movie still. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, very enjoyable movie. I like yeah. that movie a lot. Uh, it's 
I mean, it's what movies, I guess, are supposed to be. It's very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not deep. Nope. It's even though it's from a Philip K. Dick story, so yeah. you'd expect it. But it's it's <clears throat> it, it's toned down from Philip K. Dick's usual level of science and weirdness. Yeah. Although I, I think in your your little one line review, you did mention how that there are like weird things in it, and, and I was just thinking like the plants. Yeah. And that that was exactly it. I'm like, what? <laughs> what the what fuck, the is, fuck that? is going on with the plants right now? <laughs> Why is this plant lady even in the goddamn movie? Yeah. It was that, and there was one other thing that I couldn't remember what was so fucking weird. Shit. I forgot it all. I had a little mini list in my head. But, but after. yeah, the plant lady was definitely, I'm like, because Andrew and I were like, those are all like poisonous plants. And oh, oh, and now they're moving. Yeah. Okay. Now they're sentient. All right. Uh, yeah. No, don't know why that's in here other than the fact that he could. Right. But it's probably much delved into in the book, probably. Yeah. Um,. But very good. Uh, I guess... Ooh, I didn't really think about this, but uh, I watched Fletch the day after that, uh, partially because I wanted to see if it hold, it would hold up. Um, and I guess that kind of started my journalism. Fletch yeah. is an investigative journalist. Uh, it holds up really well. The first one holds up very, very well. I was pl- very pleasantly surprised. Another movie that I've seen probably 20 fucking times. Oh, yeah. Or more. That was... Um, for me, though, right now, because I haven't watched it in a while, I can't remember what parts are Fletch and which parts are, which parts are Fletch lives. Because I watched them both so many times yeah. as a kid. Uh, so, just looking through something, I, I, I remembered that the reason that I kind of held off watching it, because I kind of didn't want to dirty my memory of it, was that I was thinking, man, I don't think a lot of those jokes are going to land in 2022. 2023, sorry. <laughs> uh but the ones that I was thinking of are in Fletch Lives. Fletch uh, Lives is the one that takes place in the Deep South. Oh, okay. Remember, he yeah. inherits a, a, yeah. a mansion. That's right. That one's problematic, I guess, and not and just not funny because it's a lot of uh, it's kind of uh, just from the little I, I read. A, I read down through a couple pages of reviews, uh, and I can totally. It's coming back to me now. It's a lot of punching down. Yeah, it's just Chevy Chase being an asshole. Being an asshole, uh, which I'm yeah. all set. Uh, Fletch is hilarious, mm-hmm. and the thing that blows my mind about Fletch is that it doesn't have one, but two original songs <laughs> with Fletch in the lyrics, wow. which is hilarious. The the Fletch theme and then the the car chase scene song are both huh. original Fletch originals. Um, part of the Fletch universe. Part of the Fletch universe. Uh, we did talk. We talk about car chases a lot. It's a good car chase in that movie. Yeah, with the kid. Well, which is interesting because I watched a Spielberg car chase film this week. Was it? It was one that I had never even heard Sugarland of. Sugarland Express. Never even heard of. Uh, it. it was his second movie. Yeah. Um, after Duel. Okay. Um, this was his first theatrical film. It's a very seventies film. It's Goldie Hawn and William Atherton of all people. Nice. Play a couple. Uh, William Atherton. Play a couple. Yep. Kind At- of. Uh... Punching above his weight, isn't he? Very much so. Um, <laughs> at the beginning of the film, he is in prison, and she has just gotten herself. She has just gotten released from prison. Um, she, while she was in prison, the state took away their kid and put him in foster care. So she's going to break him out of prison, and they're going to go to Sugarland, where the kid is in foster care. Okay. Hey, Tilly. Oh, Tilly's here. We're gonna pause for a second, probably. If I can find the uh, app. All right, pause. Okay, we're back. Tilly literally uh, wanted just wanted to know what Dan's favorite color was. <laughs> Green, for all you listeners. Green. 
So um, now, now we know. <clears throat> so apparently it's very easy to break someone out of a Texas prison in the 1970s, especially on family picnic day. Right. So she just goes, uh, brings a bunch of spare clothing with her, right. takes him into the bathroom, fucks him, and then gets him to change his clothes, and then they just walk on out of the prison picnic area. Uh, they hit him. People have been doing it all wrong. Yeah, I know. All these uh, years. They, they hitch a ride with an old couple. The old couple decides to drive 25 on the freeway, so they get pulled over by a cop, and then they kidnap the cop and try to escape the rest of the way. And the entire film is just one big chase scene with the cops always in pursuit of them. Um, like, And normally, very closely in pursuit. Um, so there's lots of like you know back and forth between them and the cop that are following them, you know, Shit happens. It's, <laughs> um, it, it's it's a seventies ca- uh, car film. Nice, mostly. Um, but, and I had never seen it prior to this. Uh, I think I gave it like a four. It's a really good seventies film. Like if if seventies films were not a lot of shit happens a good portion of the time are not your thing, mm. I can see why maybe this you wouldn't like this. I loved it. I thought it was fun. Um, I peak, peak uh, young Goldie Hawn. I have been. I'm. <laughs> it's funny. Whenever I start to worry about running out of good things to watch. Yeah. Like, I always find something. Yeah. Like, something always pops up. So, like, a couple of years ago, it was Korean movies that popped up. and Yeah. There's always an undiscovered genre, it feels like, out there. Yeah. Uh, and with uh, the 70s stuff, I mean, I, I was just getting into stuff that was pre-1980 last year, so, I mean, that counts. The 70s. The 70s had the most in it. Uh, I do sometimes worry about running out of them. But I think I've got... But then I'll find one that like well, I've never fucking heard of. There were just so many small films that got... I mean, and this is Spielberg. And it's yeah. still like... It's the ones... Like, Christ, I consider myself a film fucking aficionado. You are. Neither of us ever even contemplated watching fucking Sugarland Express up until this point. No, I never even heard of it. Yeah, I didn't and hear I, about it until I saw it on your fucking list. Yeah, it, it came as part of like the box set that I got of a bunch of Spielbergs. It had like... Du- I got it mostly because it had a Blu-ray copy of Duel. Um... And now, of course, it's coming out in 4K. Fuckers. Um, of course, that's but, the way it works. But yeah, Sugarland. It's a weird package because it has like that Sugarland Express, Jaws, Always, 1941. Oh, the two Jurassic Park films, E.T. <laughs> um, but yeah, I. It was just a very enjoyable little 70s film. You know, not a lot of characters. Not not a very convoluted plot. Lovers on the run, in a car, yep. in Texas. A lot of movies have been made with that plot, but yeah, uh, it was nice seeing Goldie Hawn in like a dramatic role because yeah. like she's ne- all we've ever known her from is like from eighties comedies, Overboard, Overboard, Wildcats, you know, <laughs> Private Benjamin. I forgot about Wildcats. Uh, How could you forget about Wildcats? Well, it, it's talk about a cast. Oh though. yeah, yeah. Uh, all super young, super young <laughs> Wesley, Wesley Snipes, Snipes. Is in that one also. Um, so, just the 70s movies that I have on my list that I have not watched yet. I mean, I've seen some of these, but um, just ones that are currently on my watch list. That kind of fill mm. this... Uh, some s- such good shit on there. Uh, this, what I'm looking for from 70s movies. First one is Clute, which I started. I bought it like two years ago. And yep. I started it, and then it was another one that got swallowed up by something else, and I never Sexy got to it. Sexy Donald Sutherland. <laughs> Sexy Donald Sutherland. <laughs> I, I enjoyed what I watched, so I will go back. I'll have to Man, start it that over. That could be an entire category of films alone. Just sexy Donald Sutherland, Elliot Gould, Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. There you go. Who was the other one? Oh, uh, uh, who did we talk about last week? Shit. Oh, Jack. Uh, Walter Matthau. Yes, Walter <laughs> Matthau. Oh, and uh, um, uh, 
shit, all the presidents men, marathon man, Dustin Hoffman, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, um, yeah. So I've got that on there. I've got Walkabout, which doesn't really count as like what we're talking about, but yeah. it's still it's a seventies movie and, and such and a great. You film. recommended it, so I'm putting it on there. Uh, Duck, you sucker, uh, which is the Sergio Leone from like seventy three. I just love ago. it that Sergio Leone directed a film that sounds like a like a, a black exploitation film. Yeah, it does. Um, it has another. It's it's also called Fistful of Dynamite. Is yeah. an alternate title, but I like Duck, you sucker better. Yeah. Uh, the mechanic I've never seen is that good. It's good Bronson. I mean, it's this. Is, you know what you're gonna get when you get a Bronson film. Yeah. Um. Oh Christ! What's the one with Walter? The Walter Hill directed that was really really good. Um. Go to Bronson if you would. Yeah. I mean, the mechanic is good. Uh. Are you talking about? Uh. Hard times. I think might be it. Where's Maybe. that? On the far right. After Death Wish. Oh, there we go. Is that the Walter Hill one? Yes. That one I liked a lot. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just you know, street boxing during the Depression. Nice. Um, oh, wait, I think I've seen this. This, this. Oh, it's one of the few... This guy is familiar, oddly enough. It's one of the few mustacheless Charles Bronson films. Yeah. It's like catching Sam Elliott in a movie without a mustache. You're like, wait, what's going on here? Ooh, um, speaking of Sam Elliott... Maje- uh, Mr. Majestic <laughs> is pretty good. Where's that? Uh, 10 to Midnight I enjoyed. I mean, there's the Death Wishes. Yeah, sure. If you've seen a... Uh, if you've seen a Death Wish, you've seen them. <clears throat> if you've seen a, a Liam Neeson movie in the last 10 years, you've seen a Death Wish movie. Yeah. Um, Once Upon a Time in the West was good. Yeah. I haven't watched Great Escape yet. I bought it last year. I haven't Great watched Escape it Great Escape is good. Uh, it's so fucking long. It is. So but it's long. good. Uh, I just watched That's where his photo's from there. What's that? That's where his photo is from. That's Great Escape. Oh, that? Yep. Yeah. Um, so weird that he became an action star of all people. I know. It's weird the way it works. Uh, I have Scorpio on there. I've never seen never it. I've never seen Scorpio. Oh, um, Michael Winner. Burt Lancaster. It's the only name you're going to know there, probably. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it's a... Look, in the 70s, there were a lot of paranoia films and I yeah. love most of them yeah um, uh, the next film that you is. have after that's fucking <clears throat> like well not next one but like down a little bit um High Plains Drifter High Plains Drifter is is that's the one that I started last year and uh the within 10 minutes uh Clint Eastwood has raped someone yep. and this is the hero of your movie yep. so I had I might rewatch it at some point, but that was a little off-putting. This is a movie I've never heard of called The Last of Sheila. I heard about that last year. Now I can't remember why. I think it got mentioned on a draft. Who's in it? The reason you've heard about it is because it uh, Ryan Johnson was heavily influenced for it for Glass Onion. That's right. Uh, yeah. It is. I am watching this on Ryan Johnson's uh, recommendation. Not a bad um, recommendation. To apparently, have. I can't remember if it's this shot or and we get the Westworld guy. Uh, I can't remember if it's this shot, but there's a shot in Glass Onion that is almost ripped, like mm-hmm. yeah. straight from this movie called The Last of Sheila. Um, it's a, it's kind of the same idea. Uh, just the synopsis: a year after Sheila is killed in a hit and run, her multimillionaire husband invites a group of friends to spend a week on his yacht playing scavenger hunt t- style mystery game. But the game turns out to be all too real and all too deadly. And yeah, look so, at that '70s cast. Like, oh Ian, yeah, that's Ian McShane. Holy shit! <laughs> Look so, at that, Richard Benjamin, the guy Handsome from uh, from Westworld. Yeah, uh, Diane Cannon, James Coburn, Rick Joan Hackett, Welsh. Yeah, 
Yeah, so that's on my list. I can't remember Fucking if it's in the chain. Yeah, it's not streaming anywhere, so I'm just waiting for it to come out to pop up on sale somewhere. Yeah. I've never seen Serpico. Serpico's good. I enjoy it. <clears throat> it's gonna fill funny in a few though. Blanks. All I think of it now is the um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia episode where Charlie does Serpico, and that's all I can see now in my head. Um, Serpico's fine. Those are. Uh, I say all the time that I, I watch a lot of like just YouTube clips of shows and movies. The uh, Always Sunny, like Charlie clips, cut ups of Best of Charlie ones are just awesome. Yeah. Um, Chinatown. Chinatown I, I mean, I've seen obviously. Uh, that's oh, that another one of my. I don't even know if I mentioned it last week, but another one of my uh, themes for the year will be noir. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I watch a lot anyway, but I'm like making an extra attempt this year. So I, had, I don't think I've seen Chinatown in. It's been a long time. It's been for a me. long time. Uh, Dog Day Afternoon. I've never seen that. Will fill in oh, a couple blanks. So good. Um, obviously, that, that'll probably finish off your Jim Cav- uh, Cav- Cazil. Cazale. Cazale. Yeah. How are you pronounce his last name? Um, I mean, dude only made five. No, because well, I'll have to watch Deer Hunter too. Oh yeah. Uh, which is also on my list. Yeah. Uh, Sorcerer. Fucking you recommended. Sorcerer. Love Sorcerer. Um, One of the tensest films I've ever seen. It's not streaming anywhere, so I'm, um, still, I'm waiting for it. Can, can your PS? Can your, your PS4 play region free? Yeah. Because I have the region free blue. Yeah. Because um, again, like, Europe got a great fucking Blu ray release of yeah. it, and the US got dick. That was out for like a month and then is that went out of print. Uh, Sorcerer is William Friedkin. Um, yeah. Remake of, pretty much a remake of The Wages of Fear. Yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. Another film that's on my list mm-hmm. that I haven't watched yet. Uh, okay, cool. So, uh, okay. Okay. And again, Roy Scheider. Uh, yes, that, that's where Scheider. it started because we were talking about Roy Scheider for some reason. I think because I had just watched uh, French Connection mm-hmm. and maybe something else, and we were talking about Roy Scheider. He is like one of the perennial underrated '70s actors. Yeah, and early '80s. Uh, Deer Hunter. I'm just. I just need to be in the right mood. Oh Jesus! Yeah, I know I've never seen that's it. That's a brutal fucking film yeah. to watch. I knew I've never. I seen haven't it. seen that in fucking decades. Uh, China Syndrome. I had just heard of. Hadn't ever. I've never seen it, but yeah. that's going to go along early with Michael, my uh, Michael. De- uh, one of the first films Douglas produced, if I remember right. Oh, really? After um, Cuckoo's Nest. Um, so that'll fit in with my journalism one. Brubaker I bought last year. I've not watched yet. That's nope. Technically Never not seen 70s. Baker. That's an 80s movie, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's kind of where Raging Bull I'll be actually watching probably tomorrow. Oh, really? Because that's the next film we're discussing for our, our oh, monochrome for the holidays. black and white thing, Cause right? Because, uh, yeah, because Nathan got COVID, so we shut it down for like two weeks. Oh. <laughs> but that's the <clears> thing <throat> we're doing is Raging Bull. Uh, I've got the thing on here because it's what is Eye right of now. the Needle? Eye of the Needle. I don't know that one. Is Donald Sutherland. Richard Marquand from Fucking Return of the Jedi. Right. Fame. Before that's how he got he got Return of the Jedi. He was hot at, uh, after uh, off of Eye of the hey, Needle. Hey, Donald Sutherland. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it's on Tubi, so I, I, I'll watch it at some point. Interesting. 1944, during World War II, relentlessly pursued by several MI5 agents, Henry Faber, the Needle, a ruthless German spy in possession of vital information about D-Day, takes refuge from a storm, blah, 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 blah. It's pretty classic stuff for the time period. Yeah. Uh, I also, yeah, that that pushes me into the 80s mm-hmm. where... Um, Good list, though. Yeah. Bet you can't tell just from that poster there that Manhunter is a Michael Mann film. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Manhunter, it's not on sale, but it's only seven ninety nine. I'd, I'd, so it's worth the seven. I'll probably just buy it's it. It's worth it, um, especially if it's is it in like you know HDX. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because the original like original like VHS of that the SD 
fucking terrible looking. The, you can get it for four ninety nine on SD. Do I, I will not. not. I will not do, do that. that. No, that film looks no. terrible in SD. Um, yeah, they put it out. Scream Factory put it out on Blu-ray a couple years ago. It's now out of print. So, but it's a, a great movie. Uh, it's it's the first telling of the Red Dragon. Yeah. So you you see Brian Cox as uh, Hannibal. Hannibal. Yeah. Um, but it, you've got um, William. Peterson. William Peterson basically doing his CSI shit. Gil. Decades before. Gil. Something begins with a G. Grisham. Grisham, yeah. I was. I wanted to say Bellows so bad. Yeah. No, it, it, so <laughs> not the guy from Ally McBeal. Character years before that, and yeah. um. Oh, what the hell's his name? Tom Tom Noonan doing the the Francis Stoller hide <laughs> and the young Joan Allen. Yep. Very young Joan Allen in that film. Nice. Uh, and the greatest use of the song Inagata De Vida in a movie you'll ever see. Okay. I believe you. Not a big list of films that that's <laughs> right, right. in effective long, moments. That's a good letterbox but, list right there. But yeah. But oh shit, that scene is so fucking creepy. Um, so then uh, uh, getting back to the diary, Fletch I already talked about. Oh, and Stephen Lane is in it. Who's Stephen Lane? Uh, the buff dude from fucking... La- Stephen Lang. Lang, yeah. yeah okay, Lang. yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, he plays a journalist. Nice. He plays um, Freddy. Then my last two that I've watched, uh, both Michael Mann bangers. Um, Including probably the greatest movie score of all time. Yes, thank you. Things. That's what I wanted to... That was like oh. the first thing I wanted to talk about. Holy shit. Like that, that whole... score is... Fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole time you're just like, oh my God. Yeah. Like every scene is heightened by. Yeah. It's just, that, that movie is so good. So, so good. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because it's Daniel Day Lewis. Mm. And it's like one of his least talked about Daniel Day Lewis things. Because it's not super artsy. No. It's but the still... dude, again, did live to learn in the wilderness on his own for like two months I to believe, do it. I believe that. <laughs> Learned how to become an actual hunter trapper. Yeah. Um, yeah, that film is so fucking. Good. And why, and why that is, I don't think that's out on 4K yet. Uh, it was... And even like every release of that has been pretty bare bones, which I don't understand. Yeah, I, I, I say I that have, in the Insider's a bare bones release Blu-ray. I, I don't own that H, on I have the last of the Mohicans HDX. I don't know if there... No, there wasn't a 4K option. Yeah. Because it would still show that like, I could buy it. Why? Yeah. Why is... Um, of, of all the films that are not in 4K, why is this a lush fucking wartime flick? Not that's one that I hadn't seen. That's one that I saw a lot mm-hmm. and hadn't seen. I think that was that one was of, one of my repeat repeat VHS titles. Yeah. Um, yep. So so good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I joked with Robin that like uh, after the waterfall speech, Madeline Stowe was pregnant right there. Yeah. After <laughs> that, that whole scene is just is yeah. just terrific. The, yeah. the whole movie is yeah. magnificent. In 4K, you could see where she actually orgasmed <laughs> during that scene. While he spoke to her, uh, man, this point forward, known as the Patrick Swayze maneuver, <laughs> <laughs> that movie's so good. Um, and then the Insider, which I'd probably only seen once or twice uh, back when it came out. Like I said, that yeah. was, uh, and I, I still feel like the only reason Russell Crowe won for Gladiator was because they fucked him on the Insider. Oh, he's so much better than the Insider. Exactly, he so sh- much better. He should have won for the Insider. All that the, was the year I think all the little ticks and I stuff. I think Denzel won for the Hurricane that year. Which, again, good performance, but I think they were giving that to Denzel for not giving it to him for Malcolm X. Yeah, this is 1999, so... um, I'm pretty sure that was the hurricane year. Yeah. But, oh my, yeah, Russell Crowe is just... 
And it's not like a super showy Mm-mm. role. He's just a guy who's just fucking at the end of his rope, man. Well, it's a guy trying to do the right thing when it's going to destroy him. Yeah. And does, yeah. uh, for the most part, destroy him. I mean, he loses everything. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's about like the Philip Morris tobacco <clears throat> scandal when they were hiding the science that said, nope, nicotine's addictive as shit. His, specifically, he was a, a head of research, and specifically that uh, not only is it addictive, but they are intentionally trying to manipulate it so it is more addictive. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you can imagine the the money involved, and the, the big thing is, is also... Where it really comes... It's the relationship between him and uh, Lowell Bergman, the producer of uh, 60 Minutes. Um, so it is very, very much a, a journalism yeah, movie. I forgot Christopher Plummer was so good in that film. Yeah, too. he sure oh. is. Uh, oh. Christopher Plummer is Mike Wallace, and he fucking nails it. Right down to the way he talks, mm. everything is... You believe that is Mike Wallace. Yeah. Um, if, you heard, if you heard Mike Wallace every Sunday after football growing up, and you heard that voice... Um, it is yeah. almost... Heard that voice and wasn't paying attention to what was actually going right. on because I didn't want to watch 60 Minutes, right. but I still heard his voice. As soon as you hear the ticking, you know football's over for the night. Yeah. Uh, but there are scenes in the movie where it's playing on the TV and you cannot tell yeah. if it's Christopher Plummer or if they're actually using archival yeah. Mike Wallace. It's that good. It is. Um, and... I mean, it's right. It's it's very much right up there with uh, all the presence men mm-hmm. and spotlight and stuff like that for me. Um, but yeah, the the two back to back. The thing that I'm when you think of Michael Mann, when I think of Michael Mann, I think of even though I haven't seen it, things like Manhunter, mm-hmm. things like Thief, things like Heat. You don't think of things like The Insider no. or Last of the Mohicans. No, you don't. Um, but they might be his best work. Um, I mean, I definitely think... I think The Insider is his best film, period. Um, And that... I love fucking Heat. Mm. I could watch Heat all day long. Um, Well, you kind of almost have to. That fucking thing is long, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was... Uh, I would put that... I think I would probably put it over Last of the Mohicans just because I have more fun watching Heat. mm Mm-hmm. But it's hard to not... It's hard to say a negative word about Last of the Mohicans. It really is. I was going into this exercise uh, thinking that Heat, and, and I shouldn't do this, should not do this, but I, I kind of can't help it, uh, thinking that Heat is the five star and then everything else is going to compare to that. Mm. I almost think that after I watch Heat, I will bump those other two up from a four and a half to a five. Insider's a five star film for me, definitely. Uh, Last, I'm, Let me see I I think I recently rewatched Last of the Mohicans. Let's see what I put it as. When when would you have last watched Insider? A long time ago. It's been a bit. It's pretty good. I watched it yesterday. Last um, of the Mohicans, I rated a five star. Yeah. Um, um, have I rated the Insider? Because again, I think it's been a while since I've watched it. Oh shit! I didn't put. Uh, I got to change. Nope. My... It's. I haven't watched it since I got Letterbox. I'll have to correct that later. I have it. I don't have it as a rewatch on there, and I can't have uh, my uh, my things being correct. Oh, Public Enemies. Ugh. Oh yeah, I that one's not going to. Michael Mann has sadly kind of fallen off a cliff. Oh yeah, I was noticing last night that my my list ends at the Insider. I mean, because at, uh, yeah, Collateral. I really like Collateral. That's where my list ends. I think Collateral was really good. Yeah. Uh, Public Enemies was 
okay. I mean, it, sh- it for what for who was in that and what it was, it should have been better. But it kind of looks like you know it's going to suck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just too much... Uh, Ollie, Ollie was fine. I've never seen that. I re- I watched it. I gave it a four. I don't care I about mean, boxing it's movies. It's a fine film. I just don't care about boxing movies. And now, now knowing that Will Smith is just a dick that he is, I'm even <laughs> less likely to watch it. Um, and the last thing he made was Black Hat, which was 2015. That's the Hemsworth one? That's the Hemsworth yeah. one. And nobody gave a fuck about that. No. That got like a 2.9. And uh, let me get to... Most of the people that I follow on Letterboxd are like 2, 3. Yeah, the, the, the Michael Mann for me is going to be Heat Collateral, Thief, Manhunter, Mohicans, Insider. I'm going to watch Miami Vice just because it's available. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Hat I probably won't watch. Public Enemies I, I, I know I watched it. I know I didn't care for it. Probably won't rewatch it. I might eventually watch Black Hat just to check it off to say I've seen all yeah. the Michael Mann films. Um, I, I don't know what the Keep is. What's the Keep? That's the horror one I was telling you about. Oh, okay. Scott Glenn, speaking of the 80s. Yeah. Um, and Jürgen Brockow. Is Ferrari the the one that's supposed to be coming out? Or has this already happened? Uh, I yeah, think this is coming out. This is being made. Is it a documentary? Also, don't care. No, it's got Adam Driver in it. Oh. Um, oh, is that fucking Adam Driver right there? I think it might be. Jesus. I think it might I, be. I, I, have, I haven't seen him without hair. So, in so huh. long. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's his chance to maybe make a comeback, but I don't care about car movies either. Though. I really don't either. I don't care how good they are. I have speaking of Hemsworth, I've never seen the Hemsworth car movie that's supposedly really good. Um I don't remember what it's oh. called. He's an F one driver. Yeah. Ah, whatever it's I called. couldn't tell you what it's called either. Yeah. I guess that's super good. I've never seen Ford versus Ferrari, don't care. Um probably won't watch Ferrari. Probably not gonna watch Ali. Uh what about Jericho Mile Jericho I know Mile? nothing about. Guy running, L.A. Takedown. That's that's the preheat. Okay. Oh, this is the this is the show. Yeah, I mean, just re- just read the thing right there. <laughs> Gutsy telefilm. Okay, yeah, I get you. I get it. <laughs> I mean, it, one of them's even named fucking Vincent. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. I hear you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So I'll probably only watch that's like seven damn good, seven films, really good movies, and then I probably just won't watch all oh, six damn good films yeah, and Miami Vice. Vice. <laughs> Which again, noble failure. Yeah, noble failure for me. Again, I also don't really care for Jamie Fox. I don't either. So it's got to be a certain like I liked Jamie Fox in Collateral. Yeah, but if it had been anyone other other than Tom Cruise in that film, I wouldn't have liked it as much because Tom Cruise was fucking excellent in that film. I also think uh, having Jesus, not was seen his name Vincent in that film too. Yes, Jesus Christ, Michael yeah. Mann, change some names. <laughs> <laughs> the Vincent he's, Cinematic he's Universe. He's putting all of his uh, creative efforts into everything else but names. Um, but it's also, it's funny how I try to, like, my whole thing that I talked about last month was spreading these things out over the year. I'm going to be through my Michael Manns by the end of the month. Oh, yeah. Probably. And yeah. then... Because there's just not that many. Right. He's one of those few high-prestige directors that just haven't made a lot. Right. Uh, you have... Uh, are you, oh, mo- oh, mo- are I- you 100%? Except for the one in the middle there, Speak No Evil. Okay. Because we so, watched a horror film in the middle. One, two, and three, four, that five, film, honestly... Six, eh. 
So Dan's watched seven. He started his uh, year off Steel, Spielberg strong mm-hmm. uh, with seven Spielbergs, um, starting with The Fablemans, which uh, is n- still in theaters. Yeah, uh, as far uh, as I know, comes out in two weeks on Blu-ray. Oh, I'm does? like motherfucker. <laughs> the one time I dropped for it in digital, they surprised. Like they announced it like two days later. Awesome. I'm like fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> um. But I really, yeah, I, I five-starred The Fablemans. It might drop, it'll probably drop down afterwards. You had that high as soon as you, you had were had that over. high, and yeah. it hits a lot of those Spielberg notes that I love so much. Like, the young kid just in love with filmmaking. Right. Who now I'm seeing, though, uh, homages to its mad, mad world in so many other things now. Yeah. Because in the, in the film, in The Fablemans, that's the film he watches that makes him want to be a filmmaker. Okay. Because there's a train crash in it, and he has a toy train. And okay. he, he films himself making the car, the, the the train crash, and using different scenes and editing. Um, and then I noticed it in I think it might have been in Artificial Intelligence that someone was watching that somewhere else. Oh, someone okay. was watching It's Mad Mad World, and then the car there were some car crashes in Sugarland Express, and I'm like, yep, that's Mad Mad World's reference <laughs> right there. Um, Fable Winds is essentially like the. The, the keystone to understanding Spielberg, Spielberg in his films. Yeah. Um, you know, if you've watched a lot of his films, you know he's got some daddy issues. You know he's got some mommy issues. Clearly. Um, especially after watching AI, the mommy issues are on full fucking display. I don't remember anything about AI. I um, love AI. Well, not everybody does. Do you want to jump to that right now, or do you want to go in order? Uh, we can jump right to that first. Okay, so we're gonna... It's the one that's it's fresh on my mind. We watched okay. it last night. Andrea had never seen it. Man, um, I don't remember dick about it. I remember and nothing. And she was just like, what the fuck is going on with this movie? Because <laughs> it's weird. It's about uh, Haley Joel Osment plays a young robotic boy um, who is created for a family that whose son is in a coma and will probably never recover. So there, it's basically William Hurt. There he is again. Uh, has created a young robot that can love you back. Okay. And like, what are the implications of that? And of course, so they get him. They You have to program basically the kid to love you. And then he will love you forever. Okay. Unfortunately, as soon as that happens, their own son makes a miraculous recovery. Oh. And there's some sibling rivalry. You know, Haley Joel Osment, through not really any fault of his own, almost accidentally kills the kid. So the mom drives him off to the middle of the woods and leaves him. Basically abandons him. Where he is then picked up going uh, by a flesh farm, which is uh, a circus where they torture fucking AI robots run by Brendan Gleeson. Ooh, um, that would help. Uh, and that's where he runs into. Round out my Bl- Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, uh, Jude Law. Watches. They run to Jude Law, who's a sex robot. Hmm. Um, it's it's a have, leans heavily into the Pinocchio story because the the boy just is like, if I become a real boy, then maybe mom will love me. Right. Um. So it's just about a boy trying to gain his mother's fucking love. Right. Back. Um. Although it takes, it takes an interesting lens to do so because um, this film it's based on a short story. Uh, Did we know that? Yes, I think I'd heard about that. That he wanted to remake Bullet. Okay. Because again, car chases. Spielberg yeah. loves his car chases. Fucking a, I guess. Um, it was originally for years a Stanley Kubrick project. Kubrick wanted AI. to make this film and just couldn't wrap his head around it. And eventually, gave it to Spielberg. And said, I can't wrap my head around this. Maybe you can. Is he dead um, at this point by the time it came out? Yes. yes. He yes. died like the year before that came out. It was dedicated to Kubrick. And he got some producing credit on it. Um, but again, it's 
Kubrick tones and Spielberg tones really rarely ever intersect. Right. <laughs> um, and when it does, it's weird. And that's yeah. what this film is. This film was very fucking weird. Um, because You can almost uh, pick the part in, like, this is where Kubrick would have ended the movie. Oh, yeah. And then it has, like, a kind of a tacked-on little happier schmaltzy ending. It's like, that's the Spielberg ending. Right, because this Spielberg, you're always, there's always a positivity. For the most part. For the most part. I say part. that. We haven't talked Munich yet. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but. Or Schindler. Or Schindler. Um, Whenever Spielberg's yeah, talking it's... about Jewish history, it rarely goes well. Um, but. He he is a fa- he is a fan of happy endings. He just is. Well, and he's also, uh, you know, going back. Well, I mean, that, that's... <laughs> Sugar Hill Express does not have a happy ending either. Um, but like uh, going back to like War of the Worlds, um, if Kubrick made a War of the Worlds, it would have that been, kid is dead. There would have been way more dread. Yeah. This in Spielberg's, you never feel the dread. There's hope. Yes. Spielberg always. Feels like these yes. always offers you hope. Yes, that's that is a better way to put it. That's Co- kind of Cooper the word I was looking like, for. You just hope this doesn't end as horribly as you think it's going right. to. Shit's right. not going to end well. How bad do you think this can get? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so it's it's interesting balancing those tones because, especially like the Jude Law character, the sex robot, that dude is just like you know it's not going to end well for him. Yeah. Um, so it's, an, it's it's not a perfect film, but I, I still love it. I gave it like a four and a half, just because I like that marriage of those two directors trying to make... I like I like Spielberg trying to make a Kubrick film. Um, for me, it's a very successful failure. Oh, that's very available. Maybe I'll watch that. Yeah, that's everywhere. Um, there's Jude Law now. Yeah. Um, and they made, and as Andrea put, they make Jude Law fucking creepy as shit. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I really, really like our AI. It's it's not for everyone. Um, let's see. I, I I get AI confused. Well, in that time period, there's like three or four. I say that there probably isn't. Uh, I get that one confused with the just in my head, the Robin Williams one, Bicentennial Man, and similar themes. Also, enough. the Will Smith one, I Robot. Yes. Okay. Maybe it's just because of the yeah. Yeah, whatever. Um, Definite themes to Bicentennial Man, though. Yeah, yeah. same idea. I don't because I don't think I've seen that either. Uh, I mean, I, it's all about you know robots moving beyond what they're programmed to be, right? And the moral implications of such. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what do I do next? I'll go to Tintin next. Tintin. That, that was one I hadn't seen. I have never seen it. Colin myself. will love that film. Yeah, it's fuck. It's a blast. Um, is it a great film? No, yeah. but it is. Um, and this is what kind of made me really come around on it. The when they were talking about Spielberg's camera movement, this was the first time he's ever been able to make a film where he could put the camera wherever the right. fuck he wants. Right. And there are some scenes in that film that are just fine. Uh, Adventures of Tintin is animated. Yeah. In case you're, in case uh, you're not following. Odd, yeah, it was uh, written by Edgar Wright and Joe Cornish, guys oh. behind Attack the Block and you know, all of Edgar Wright's films. Right. Um, co-produced by Peter Jackson. Who apparently at one point was supposed to do a sequel if it had done well, but it did not but do it well didn't. financially. Um, which is a shame. Uh, like, is it great cinema that's going to get you thinking forever? No. But, I don't I mean, think that's what it's supposed to be. It's got motion capture, and uh, it's a big surprise. Uh, stars Gollum himself. Cause right. 
you know, he has to be in everything. Right. That's motion capture. Uh, Jamie Bell. Is it all? Is it all mocap? I guess I didn't know it was mocap. It's all mocap. Okay. Um, but yeah, without having to physically have a camera, Spielberg does some wild, like uninterrupted, like continuous shot shit. Nice. Because he he can. Um, it's an it's a fun adventure film. Uh, like I think Colin until he would really really enjoy it. Um. And I don't know why it's, I'd never watched it. It's the I type, just, I'm going to have to trick them into it. Yeah. Like, th- that's the sort of thing I'll just put it on while they're in the room, and then yeah. they'll just stay. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's a fun film. Um, I can't remember why I never watched it. Probably because there was just other shit out at that point, and I'm like, eh, it's an animated one, I'll get to it eventually. Yeah, I mean... And I, eventually I, was 12 years later. 12 years later, right. Uh yeah, and well, it, it it also is in that time period that I was talking about. That's why I was kind of surprised that it was mocap. It's in that time period that I was talking about earlier, where like everyone was just chucking CG at the wall, yep. uh, and to see if if yeah. And it's there's some great shots in that film. It's yeah. a gr- I mean, it's still got Spielberg's eye. Right. I wonder um, how different it is for someone like him. Mm-hmm. To transition to animated, someone yeah. who is so like you're saying about where the camera is, transitioning and yeah, doing I, an I animated. Would, one. I, uh, I haven't checked the Blu-ray yet, but I would love to watch a documentary on him just yeah playing with those toys for the first time. How like, he even handled it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are a lot of directors that have animated stuff in their uh, filmography, but. With him, like well, like you're talking about, the camera is so important that I wonder if sometimes he just wanted to, yeah, do something like, yeah. like you know. Can I just go like, sh- like the only guy who probably shot real previs yeah. for an animated film, yeah. you know, because he just wanted that. I mean, at there. least with mocap, you have yeah actors in a space yeah uh, as opposed to just straight CG. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it's kind of a hybrid mm-hmm. uh as far as that's concerned so but yeah i'll watch it i'll watch that um and yeah. i'll yeah because it's funny like they were talking about how spielberg took the right lesson from mocap like oh yeah. this is fun you can play with it whereas zemeckis took the oh this is Oof. all i'm ever doing now yeah and, and it's it made the wrong and choices. it's unsettling <laughs> yeah so, yeah i mean it's still it's 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 cartoonish enough yeah that the mocap isn't uncanny valley yeah it's no you can still tell they're a cartoon yeah um well in the he does stick with the the kind of classic look of the characters yeah which i've always felt is unsettling mm-hmm. i've never liked the look of the tintin universe the tintin yeah. cinematic universe <laughs> i just i don't know i don't know what it is but I, i'll watch that yeah uh and then Munich. uh first time i've ever finished it really yeah it's one of those that, like, every time I tried to watch it, I watched it at the wrong time, so I, like, fell asleep during it. Or sure. Because there are some definite, there are some quiet moments in this film. Oh, yeah. Um, I yeah. just watched this last year for full disclosure. Fucking love Munich. It's, like, I, I knew I would, because every time I had watched part of it, I was like, this is really good. Yeah. But I just never, I think I've tried to watch it two or three times and just never been able to get all the way through it, and this time I did. Uh, so Munich is about... Is, uh, yeah. Eric Bana is and Seven, is, he's Mossad. Is Israeli Mossad. Seventy two Olympics, Olympics when a bunch of Palestinians broke into 
the Olympics and the Olympic killed, village. Yeah, and killed a bunch of Jewish athletes and their handlers. Right. Um, and this is the secret mission that came over the next few years of them assassinating uh, assassinating people. <laughs> Um, and what the to- how the toll that takes on the actual assassins? Right. It's not as much about the assassinations as it is about the assassinators. Yeah. And what it what it does to them to get pulled into this type of world because um, you meet er- Eric Bana, who geez, he's deserved a better career than he got. Um, Especially he is- someone who I didn't realize was a sketch comedian in yeah. Australia. Yeah. Like Australians know him as a hilarious. Think about if, like, well, I guess I can picture Bill Hader yeah. doing stuff like this. Yeah. I mean, he kind of has. Yeah. Um, but the, think of it that way. Like, most of your SNL people go on to do comedies and stuff, whereas Eric Bana came to the United States and started doing this shit. Yeah. Uh, and Hulk. Um, yeah, I think Hulk killed his career. I do, the, too. Because they're like, oh, he was so boring. I'm like, he kind of had to be. It wasn't his fault. Yeah. Uh, but in Munich, he's fucking phenomenal. Um, is he Who plays else is in that? I forget. Uh, Daniel Craig, right? Daniel Craig is excellent. Uh, right. Sharon Hans is in it. Um, Daniel Craig before you knew who he was. Yeah, yeah. This was pre. This was like right before Bond, I believe. This was like Layer Cake era Daniel Craig. Yes, two thousand five. Um, and then yeah. Uh, who else? Jeffrey Rush. Oddly enough, the the villain in the for his first Bond, Matthew Merrick. Um, Who's that? Let me see. He was Lashif. Oh, okay. Um, plays plays kind of a information broker. Because uh, yeah, th- they have to assassinate. They've got this list of ten people to assassinate. They are taken. Like he he was a Mossad agent who has never done anything like this. But they take him off the books. You know, it's kind of like you do this, we will disavow you. Right. Um. But guess what? You have to do this. Uh, you know, he gets all this money to do this. And just the... I mean, it, it starts off like the assassinations are almost a good time. Like, yes. they're getting vengeance. And then it's right. like, okay, well, shit's starting to go wrong now. Yeah. Um, this isn't as other, fun other, as I wanted it to be. Other people are starting to take notice of you and, like, are, are targeting you now. Right. Because they know who you are and, like, you're... The guy, the father, uh, the guy who plays Lashif, uh, his dad, is just like, you know, we are information brokers, this is what we do, but if, because they, they want to see, like, all governments end mm. type of shit. You get you get pulled into a sketchy world when you start dealing with assassinations. Yeah. And he's you, you, a guy People that have uh, ideologies that are more extreme than yours, and you're yeah. like, wait a second. Yeah. And it's like, you know, what happens when you, like, because there's this one where... They get information on one of the guys, but he's the the main rule was no assassinations on Arab lands. Right, Israel will take care of that if that happens. But like, he gets some information, and then he's like, "There, the government has to assassinate this other guy on in Arab lands." And he's like, "Well, if you do that, the guy who gave me the information is going to know I'm Mossad." Right. You know. Right. And, yeah. Right. And then once that happens, shit starts to go poorly for them. Yeah. Um. And he plays, like, he, when the movie starts, he's got, like, a, a wife who's, like, eight months pregnant. Right. And, you know, he's going to be a, away from her for years, possibly. Because right. it's like... And then it's like, okay, well, the people you've assassinated have now been replaced. Do you kill the replacements? Right. Well, yeah, you have to. You do realize the more... You've now killed... It, it, it's, it kind of reminds me of our government right now, where if you replace some of them, sometimes they get replaced by more insane people. Yeah. And you've gotten bigger problems. And it's just... Right. How how do you eventually try to walk away from that life? 
and it's it, it's just an exceptional meditation on politics in general. On you know, even though if you think you're fighting the good fight, sometimes shit goes completely sideways from what you hoped it would, and you there is the reason there for is that. no one hundred percent good fight. No. Um. <clears throat> so. You're at, uh, are you going to hammer Spiel, Spielberg all month? Yeah. Is that the plan? Yeah. Tonight, actually, on, on, on the uh, menu is E.T. Okay. For, it's our first time watching E.T. in a long time. I And watching it in 4K, and I think we're going to watch the original theatrical. Okay. Because that's, that's one that, again, I don't know which cuts even are, are out there at the moment, because... Let's see which one I have. I'm curious now. Because there's the one he fucked with, where he replaced all the guns with walkie-talkies. Oh, I'm not aware of that. Oh, yeah. Like, for a while... For TV or something? No. Just in general, he was like, no, I'm sick of gun violence, I'm going to replace all the guns. And it's like, dude, they're FBI agents. They don't have walkie-talkies. They don't have just walkie-talkies. You went too far. Yeah. So then he went and redid it again, where now they're guns again. Okay. And I think he might have changed some other stuff. But I'm I'm enjoying re-watching it now through the lens of... The information learned in the Fablemans, because the Fablemans is very autobiographical. Right. And one of the things I learned from that is for years, because Spielberg's parents get divorced, and for years he blamed his dad for it, thought it was all his dad's fault. Which, if you watch Close Encounters, doesn't have a very good opinion of the dad right. in that movie. And you find it in a lot of films, like, dads don't do well. Whereas mothers, as you bring up E.T., are like fucking patron saints right. of Spielberg films. And you learn in the Fablemans, because he didn't he wouldn't make this film until both his parents were dead. He learned a few years back that his mother was carrying on an affair with his dad's best friend. Sweet. And the dad let the mother leave. Come on, D So so that she could be with his best friend who had like they moved away from Nevada or from, from yeah, from Nevada to California and the the best friend couldn't come. The best friend had always worked with the father at like IBM and all these other companies. Yep. And then when they moved to California, the best friend couldn't come, and the mother basically had herself a breakdown because she missed the best friend. Yikes! So the dad was like, "Fine, you can leave. You know you." But he didn't tell the kids that's the reason why. Right. And <sighs> in the film, he starts to the Spielberg character starts to see through rewatching all of the home videos he made, where he would catch like the mom and you know start to pick up on it. Start to pick through... up on it. Older eyes through the magic of cinema. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, oh. And by the way, what's her name? Oh, fucking Heath Ledger's ex-wife, uh, Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams, fucking phenomenal. And Paul She's Dano. Paul Dano and Seth Rogen as the other man uh-huh. in a very dramatic role. Um, um, but yeah, you see. And now I'm like, I really want to go back and rewatch how he portrays mothers and fathers through all his movies. Through that lens, knowing the information, because I guess he didn't find that out until like just a few years ago. Once no, the mother, knowing what he knows, once now. I guess the dad told him once the mother had died, yeah, the real truth. And then he's like, "Okay, this is the story I want to tell, but I've got to wait for both my parents to be dead before I can tell it." Right. So, ET is. It looks like I have the theatrical version. I guess I don't know. Uh, it's available in 4K now. It was not obviously when I bought it. Because uh, I can, I have the HDX version, but I can buy the U- UHD. Um, I assume it's the original version. Yeah. There isn't even another one available. Oh, 
Liam's watching Bullet Train. I can always tell what my nephew Liam is watching because he has my my voodoo. Uh, so I always know when he's. <laughs> I, I I mentioned that he should really watch Bullet Train. Uh, yes, he should. Over. I see. Oh, Tombstone. Uh, I'm up on my stuff that I'm watching currently watching. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's not right. The <clears throat> and Tombstone is up there. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Uh, when we were talking about westerns, I think it was when we were talking about Three Ten to Yuma, and how people of our generation put Tombstone on a pedestal. And I, you and I both had kind of this theory that I don't think it's as good as we remember it being. Some of the dialogue is straight fucking silly, oh my especially some God. of the shit they make Kurt, Kurt Russell uh, say. Yes, like when you slap that skin, and I'm just like, <laughs> That's like why don't you shit. Uh, something skin that smoke wagon is what he says. Yeah. He's and not even like, the worst one. And on the page, that sounds cool. Watching someone say it for real, you're like... To Billy Bob Thornton? Yeah. Uh, and... Yeah. You you take Val Kilmer out of... You take Val Kilmer and Michael Bain out of that film, that film is not good, I feel. The... I mean, Bill Paxton is goofy. Oh my... I was just... what I was going to say. S- Sam think, Elliott is Sam Elliott. Right. But. You think you think uh, Kurt Russell's lines are corny. Holy fuck. Bill Paxton. I'm like... Again, secondhand embarrassment. Like, I can't believe he, he had to say that. Yeah. Um, and it's just... It's kind of corny. Yeah. And... Uh, but you, you just remember the scenes like that... The like the badass. You, you remember the Michael Bean and, you know, Val Kilmer showdown is like, fuck, that's yeah. awesome. That scene yeah. is great. Yeah. And then you're like, it took us an hour... Or, it took us an hour and 45 minutes to get to that scene. <laughs> I mean, it is not in the same stratosphere as 310 to Yuma no. or Unforgiven. No, it's so, people who, and that's what one of the reasons I'm interested in rewatching a lot of these old Spielberg films. It's like, how much of this is nostalgia love? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I feel like E.T. is still going to be fucking great. Yeah, it'll be. But, you know. It'll look goofy in places. Yeah, but other other films from Batman, well, like, will I remember. Will I love all the Indiana Jones films as much as I did? Although I started, well, I watched an hour of The Last Crusade last night. I still fucking love that movie. Oh yeah, that, I just watched that last it year. That was so awesome. It's still good. Uh, yeah, and Raiders still mm. Raiders. And the, I, the thing you I forget about always, Raiders is I how always defend Temple of Doom. <laughs> I I didn't watch Temple of Doom because I wanted to get to Last Crusade and I was running out of time. But I'll, I'll I mean, I have Temple of Doom. Mm. I'm sure I'll watch it. Yeah, because I have to watch all four of those anyway with the new ones coming out. Yeah. The non-Spielberg directed one. I don't know if I'll watch Crystal Skull again, though. I'm going to, just because I have to remember if it's as bad as... it. Yeah, it probably isn't. That's one that probably isn't as bad as... No, it is. It is? It oh, is. Okay. Um, <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> where did that one land in the draft? Because they did the bottom 10, 11 of the draft, and yep. that one was like third from the bottom or something. Yeah. The worst one was they, they, uh, they named The Lost World. The worst one. Lost World's pretty bad. Yeah. And and Hook was on there. And I have never seen Hook I, in my life. I've seen it, but I don't remember a goddamn thing. Because I remember thinking it was, it was meh when I watched it Hook as was, a kid. Hook was a half generation behind us, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, because that would have come out when we were in high school. Yeah, people that are not like... really into that. People that are like 8 to 10 years younger than us watch that on re- repeat yeah. as kids. Uh, the same way we would have watched, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I else. rented it the week it came out. Watched it and went yeah. okay. I've I've never seen it. That one made that one. People were like that one should have been the worst. Um, uh, yeah. So, Tombstone. I, I'll finish it. I guess. I haven't seen it. In a it's while. not. It's not. Look, it's not awful. It's just. Mm-hmm. It is just wicked corny. Mm-hmm. Like you're kind of ex. Again, you're, you're you're picturing in your head these badass scenes where it's all like super serious and kind of along the lines of 
uh, just a more blockbuster version of something like Unforgiven, but it is not. <laughs> it is not. And um, it makes me want to rewatch Wyatt Earp because that came out around like the same exact time and is seen as the lesser, the lesser of those. Yeah, but no, uh, Wyatt Earp had some good people behind it. It makes me. Yeah. It makes me like wonder. Maybe that one is better. It just didn't. Get, it didn't have the the Val Kilmer moment, right? You well, know, I, it's not. There's no. I'll be your Huckleberry. You know. I don't think I have seen. I'll look it up here. What? Yeah. Uh, is that it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Um. Ninety four. What was? What did we? What was? Tombstone. Uh, Tombstone. Was the same year? Ninety four. Ninety five. So yeah, I'll look up Tombstone real quick. Wow, we're, we're, we're hitting all kinds of uh, Star Wars people here. This is Lawrence Kasdan. Uh, Costner. Tombstone was 93. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. I forgot that. Tombstone was directed by George P. Cosmatos, whose father went on, I mean, whose son went on to make Mandy. Okay. <laughs> Which I watched. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's it's got a good cast. I mean, Dennis Quaid, Gene Hackman, Jeff Fahey. It's got Mark the, Harmon, Michael Madsen. It's got the ultimate. Bill, hey, uh, also Bill Pullman. <laughs> Bill Pullman, what are you doing? That's Bill Paxman. Paxman was in the other one, so Bill Pullman had to be in this one. It that's was pretty a funny. Uh, it's got the uh, the the ratings bar chart for Letterbox is the classic middle finger. Yeah. Uh, bar with ha- uh, lots of threes, lots mm-hmm. of threes, thirty four percent threes. Uh, so. Maybe it's fine. It's on uh, Tubi. Maybe I'll throw it in there. I won't fucking watch that movie. Dude. I was going to say, I think it's like three hours long. Yeah, I'm... 191 minutes. Yeah, fuck Yeah. <laughs> right off the watch Not going to watch that. I, I think that's probably why the reason it. it did not do better than it should have is yeah. it was fucking three hours long. But again... Costner was in ni- that 90s shit. Costner, man. He got yep. he got to make what he wanted. Yep. He was, in, epi- he was in full-blown epic <clears throat> mode. Yep. He was in epic mode before it was cool. Uh, so next on your list was what? Uh, E.T. Tonight. Yeah. Um, we're, I'm, then I'm going to try to catch a bunch of the ones that I've barely seen. Like, always, uh, 1941. Oof, going way back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> going way back to 1941 via 1978. Yeah, 79, 80. 79? Right around there. It's early 80s, maybe. Um, what else? Yeah, then, again, I'll, I'll... Are you gonna do? Any... I'll watch Hook. I'll I'll watch the two Jurassic Parks. Are you gonna shoot for any non Spielbergs? Uh, I'm sure I will. Cause uh, yeah, there's just always stuff that came out. It's but... a lot of clicks. Uh, <clears throat> Catch me if you can. Is my that, that is my Munich to you? I love that. Movie. I have seen the first hour of Catch Me If You Can. I don't know how many times. It's the best part. No idea how it ends. Yeah. I've never finished it. I catch him. Uh, <laughs> catch me if you can. Spoilers. Done. <laughs> Done. I love that movie so much, though. Uh, Jurassic Park, because of the kids, uh, the kids fucking love it. Yeah. That has turned into an annual watch in our house, which is um, fine. I'm fine with that. I'll rewatch Ready Player One because I've only seen that once. That's another one that gets a lot me of hate. Me too. Yep. Because um, it's nothing but nostalgia. I actually think I own it, and I have seen it one time. Uh, I'll rewatch West Side Story because I just saw that once last year. Yep. Uh, Terminal I watched last year for Thanksgiving. I don't feel the need to revisit that. I've never seen it. It's it's fine. It's a very fine movie. I haven't seen Jaws since the 80s. I just watched really? Schindler. 
Oh, yeah. see, Jaws yeah. is like a yearly rewatch for me. And I have that's, a, that's like my Fourth of July era rewatch. Yeah. I'll, I'll, Schindler's List. I'll I, heck, I get told you, bought the 4K for that, and I'm like, do I want to watch? this Well, in 4K? yeah. So Dan texted me last night, or I don't know, so in the past couple of days, saying that you got the 4K. Um, don't know if you can get it. And my advice was, you just have to dive in because once you're in, you're there. Yeah. It, but it is tough to hit play. Yeah, because like, you know what's because I don't think Andrew is going to want to rewatch it. So it's like I have to have like three hours when she's not but if, around. But if you do it the same way I, I was talking about, like tricking the kids and watching Tintin, just, put it on. just because it is just engrossing. You yeah. cannot take your eyes off it once it starts. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. Um. I mean, I mean that in subject matter. Way. Yeah. But part of me is like, do I really want to watch that? Because again, I'd have to start it pretty much when I get home from work. Yeah. Eat dinner. Yeah. Watch Schindler's List and then go to bed, <laughs> and get ready to face the next day. Yep. <laughs> and then I have to wake up the next morning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Once you're in it, though, it's actually, I mean, Saving Private Ryan is more, there's more action and more things like is that to look forward to. Popularity? It is. Wow. Catch me if you I know. can. His second most popular I think it's Leo. Yeah. Probably. Uh, yeah. I was kind of, I was I was surprised that too when I first popped the pit. We're looking at Steven Spielberg's movies ranked by popularity on, on Letterboxd. Jurassic Park is one. Catch me if you can is two. Jaws is three, and then and really that's kind of crazy too. Schindler's is four. So when they say popularity, it's by most watches. That's yeah. what that means for Letterbox. So Schindler is more rewatched than ET and Raiders. ET Raiders and any of the other Jurassic Parks other than the first one. Which I mean, I'm, yeah, I would agree with that. I get that. I've only seen The Lost World maybe twice, and I remember that was one of the ones I first remember being like one of my full blown like that and like um, ju- not Jewel was. Jewel of the Nile, yeah. being like Aww. going to the theater and seeing and being like this. Sequels can suck. stink. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember really disliking The Lost World. It's bad. I've I have watched it recently, and it's it is bad, as bad as you remember. Yeah, uh, it is. It's sort of worse than three because you expect more out of it, but yeah. three is just yeah. Well, a, three three, three is Spielberg. Three is dreadful. Yeah, <laughs> but you. I, you expect because of the Spielberg, and also because it was coming off Jurassic Park, you expect more from the Lost World, and also the Lost World is actually based on something that Crichton wrote, which the third one is not. Yeah, the third one is just straight trash. That movie sucks. <laughs> I've watched that recently too. <laughs> um, Crystal Skulls there. I've never yeah. seen Terminal. Terminal. Fablements will make its way up this list. Yeah. Uh, uh, Close Encounters. I, I watched just watched that last recently. year. The Post. I watched last year for Thanksgiving. I love the Post. The post is in my uh, journalism. Uh, Lincoln. I'll be rewatching Lincoln because I haven't watched that since the year it came out. Robin, that was the the thing about Lincoln. I think the, um, I think Rob, did we go to this? I almost think we went to this, which is unusual. For, Good date night movie. Yeah. How's it going to end? Uh, War of the Worlds you watch. Bridge of Spies. Bridge of Spies. I, I might try to rewatch if I got time. Hook. I'll watch. Uh, Color Purple. I'm going to rewatch because I haven't seen that in fucking forever. Me neither. That was one of the ones that was always on HBO. Yes. But it's not like oh, Color Purple's on. Yeah. Let, let me watch. Let me watch fucking uh, another good time at the theater. Let me watch Murtaugh just beat the, beat the fuck shit out of, out of Whoopi Goldberg. Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Empire of the Sun, I have on digital, so I'll finally get to rewatch that. I just bought it myself. Uh, it was four ninety nine a couple weeks ago. Yep. Uh, War Horse, I've never seen. Nope. I don't care to. Uh, uh, I, I've never seen Empire. Have you seen Empire of the I've Sun? I've seen it. Don't remember a goddamn thing yeah. about it. I've never seen it. But uh, I remember seeing it as a kid. Uh, BFG, I'll watch for the first time. Yeah, I've That's another one that. that is very low level. Isn't that Mar- It's Mark Rylance, Ryl- yeah. isn't it? Uh, as the BFG. Yeah. 
Uh, Amistad, I remember seeing and being disappointed with. I enjoy it, but again, it's Matthew McConaughey is way out of his league in that film. It's one of those things, like, as soon as it gets to the courtroom scenes, it loses a lot. Yeah. Because See, this this should have been, like, right up my alley. That, with... like, the first, like, half hour of that film is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just... I, I think I probably still gave it, like, a three and a half or four. I still really enjoy yeah. it. Uh, uh, always. 1941 yeah. is 79. We were close. Yeah. Not surprised that Always is that low. I've seen it. Don't remember a damn thing about it. I don't even know what that is. What is it? It's the one where, like, Richard Dreyfus plays, like, a pilot, and he dies, and then he's, like, a ghost watching, like, City of Angels, like, almost, where he's... It's a remake. Um, I'm all set, I think. Uh, Jesus, the rest of those are all his TV work. Yeah. Oh, amazing stories. Yeah. I still... I, I think about... That, that's a weird show um, that I think about occasionally. I love... I'm, that you Sunday night, wasn't it? Because I usually watch yeah, it, like, after so. bath time. I think so. Um... But like I vividly remember some of the amazing stories. Like yeah. the my favorite one was the guy that uh, uh, collected. And he, he was basically a hoarder, mm-hmm. and he just collects stuff his whole life. And then uh, he's at a gas station, and someone notices something in the back of his car that's worth like hundreds of thousands of dollars, and becomes a millionaire. It's just very cool, very yeah. cool stuff, fun show. Uh, NBC, NBC show. Yeah, I think so. I think it was Channel Two. Yeah. It was a big. It was a big deal when it came out. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, because it was Spielberg produced. Yeah, eighty uh, six. Uh, Zemeckis directed some of it. I guess I didn't realize all the big stars that were in it. Holy shit! Costner, Christopher Lloyd, Kiefer Sutherland. I guess he wouldn't have been a big star at that point, right? No. Eighty six. Yeah, that was right around the time of the Lost Boys. So he, yeah, yeah, this would have been hot off Stand by Me. Yeah. Nice. Uh, what else? Anything? No, that's all I've been watching, really. I mean, the horror movie I watched was meh at best. What was it? See No Evil? See No... Here No Evil. See No Evil. Here, yeah, it was... Whatever. It was one of those movies where it starts off really strong, and then all the characters just start making the worst fucking decisions possible. Yeah. And at the end, you're just angry. Because <laughs> you're like, this... Sh- None of this should have happened because you're fucking stupid. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad, you know, your your daughter got I'm glad it. you're dead. Yeah. Hell yeah, was it a recent one? Yeah. Okay, so 2022. Nice. Oh, oh what I, I said they were piss stains. Yeah. The main couple were just piss stains pretending to be human. Nice. Because they were the weakest people I've ever seen in a film. I mean, I and part of that was, oh, that's the point, is that this couple just... Basically, they go on vacation with a couple, or meet a couple there, then the couple invites them back to their home. When they go and visit with that home, some weird shit happens. Right. But it's one of those things where it's like, dude, fucking leave. 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 <laughs> oh, you've left. No. Oh, you're going back. Okay. Oh, you're going to leave again. No, you're going back again. And then it's like, you know, thing they, they end up getting murdered and their daughter gets kidnapped and sold away or whatnot. And it's just, you know, it's one of those things that's just awful things happen. But these people were stupid. Right. So by the end, I'm just like, fine. Fucking just end this, please. I'm tired of watching these two people just cower. I'm tired. I've, I've grown bored of you people. Like, literally, at the end of the film, when they take their daughter, they are led away to, like, a pit where they were going to get murdered. No guns are involved, because it's Denmark. Right. And they literally allow themselves to be stoned to death by this other couple. Nice. Like, throw, they just hide, They just lay in the bottom of a ravine, clutching each other while they get pelted with rocks. And they let it happen. I'm like, okay. good. I hope this fucking hurts. Good. 
Oh boy. Uh, so my 2023, I've I've organized more my list. Two Jakes. I need to rewatch. Two Jakes. I've is never worth, seen it. I've seen it because I remember when it came out when A and B video was up on the corner next yeah. to Ben Franklin. I remember waiting for it to come out. Well, and that's when I would have like, seen China Chinatown, and then I never watched the second one. Yeah. And I watched it, and I'm like, oh, that was okay. Yeah. And then I've gone decades without seeing it again. Yeah. And it was directed by Nicholson. By Nicholson, yeah. You know, still, same, uh, Robert Town still wrote the screenplay. I mean, it, Harvey Keitel's in it. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard it's fine, but I've, again, I've just never rewatched it. So, I've got my Newmans, uh, what have I got, six or seven there. Uh, the Infernal Affairs ones. Brooklyn. Brooklyn's on there, of course. Uh, my Scorsese one is is kind of scattered. Um, it's really none of well, I guess I shouldn't say that. I was going to say it's none of the big ones, but it kind of <laughs> except is. for you no know, Taxi Driver, kind of is and Raging Bull. Yeah, uh, I've never seen Mean Streets. Mean Streets, I really enjoy. I've you, never seen Bringing Up the Dead. Again, love it. I don't think Pink I've ever Cage. Se- I've never seen all of Raging Bull. That's another one that I can understand why. I it just is a long watch. I just the only thing I I, I am remembering is him. Uh, Fighting with, what's his name in in his kitchen, Joe Pesci, like beating the shit out of his. Is it his brother in law? Yeah, yeah, brother, brother. Yeah, uh, I do remember that, but I don't. I have no idea how it ends. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. I have a hard time watching movies about awful people. Yeah, but I know how good it is. That was three fucking hours long. Too. Yeah, I, but I feel like it's a three hours that it's never boring. No, not at all. It cruises. You so, just have to have three hours to watch it. Yeah, I mean, so I'll watch that. Uh, I haven't seen, and then uh, over to Tarantino's. I haven't seen Reservoir Dogs, probably, we talked about it last week, probably since, like, college time period. So I'm wondering if that's going to be as good as I remember it. It will be. Because, it, well, I'll put it this way, the last time I saw that movie, the only other Tarantino that was probably even out would be Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Or that I would have seen. Yeah. Um, Pulp Fiction has been just as long since I've seen it. And like I said last week, I've never seen Jackie Brown. I've well, never I can't seen, wait for you to watch Jackie Brown. never seen either Kill Bill. Uh, Hateful Eight in Hollywood will be Kill will be Bills. I, I need to rewatch this because now that I've seen more of the films that he homages in those, yeah, I feel. I mean, I liked them when they came out, but now that I've like, I've watched a lot of you know samurai flicks. I've watched yep. you know. I now know. Oh, hey, that's a Lady Snowblood reference right there, and that's a this reference. I think, I think I'll. I mean, I loved it then, but I think I'll really appreciate it now. I mean, Christ, those films are like four different film genres. And I've seen, I've seen chunks of uh, maybe both of them. Um, I'm picturing something at a trailer park. Yeah, that's part two. Okay, so I've that's seen. When, that's when she fights Daryl Hannah. Okay, I, I'm picturing that. I'm picturing Lucy Liu getting her head cut off or that's, something. That's the Lady Snowblood reference from part one. Um, so yeah, I've seen chunks of these movies. Yeah. It's just, but like it's like little snippets. Um, and those are pretty available, I think, if I if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, then Manhunter and Thief. I'm going to buy Manhunter today. Uh, Thief. I watched. Actually, I'm almost like I said. I'm almost through my my Michael Mann stuff. I'm going to run out of them. Uh, I really only have three. Well, I'll watch. I'll, maybe I'll save Heat for last. Yeah, I think actually the last time I watched the Kill Bills, because there's a cut that's available in Japan called The Whole Bloody Affair, where they got put into one movie. Yeah. And the stuff that like. There's a scene in Kill Bill One, the fight where she fights the crazy eighty eights, had to have a lot, had to go black and white for a while, which stylistically is cool, but they had to do that to avoid because, an X rating because of the blood. There's so much fucking blood, yeah, and it's reinstated for the whole bloody affair. But I, I I like to rewatch them separately again, yeah, because I had to get it from Sloppy Seconds DVD. 
Right. Oh, did I? Oh, I didn't tell you about that. So, again, there's this company that sells bootlegs called Sloppy Second. Okay. Um, I got a package right before Christmas, and it was like in like purple wrapping paper packaging almost. And on the label, return label, it said Sloppy Seconds. Nice. Andrew was home from work that day. Nice. I got a text at school. What the fuck did you order? <laughs> what is this? I'm like, oh, those are... Open it. Those are some Harmony Corinne films. That nice. Are, that's my copy of Julian Donkey Boy, which I know doesn't make my argument sound any better right now. <laughs> I know this is not reassuring, but... I'm like, no, it's a bootleg DVD company, but I'm like, Jesus, wrong wrong way for that package. I'm like, trust me, if it was anything worse, it would come discreet packaged. Oh, yeah. It would have been brown. It would not have been bright purple. <laughs> right. But, That's pretty funny. Yeah, they, they did, because they they've got a release of that, and they did the... I ordered the Godfather Saga, the one they recut. Oh, right, one right, One and right. two together, which I still haven't watched since I bought it. I don't know but if I'd like that. I'm not sure I'm going to either, but I figured a cut exists, and it was a real cut for a while, because yeah. that's what Coppola put well, on wasn't TV. It, well, yeah, because it was what was on TV. Yeah. So I'd, I'd like to see it, just to see it. And yeah. I have it, and I could see it, I just have it. <laughs> right. Um... Then I'll clean up some uh, Hitchcocks. I'll add more to it, but th- these are the ones that I actually have that mm. I have not watched. Wrong Man, uh, North by Northwest, right, so and you're Marnie. doing pretty well on your list. You've knocked quite a few off there already. Um, yeah, and, and this list will grow. Uh, and then it ends with the the Martin McDonough, um, Colin Farrell trilogy, <laughs> and then the two Chinatowns. Uh, the Chinatowns once this is where this was my start to working on noir lists. So. Yeah. Uh, this will get much longer as well. I, I got to do a noir month too because I recently got um, from Umbrella, which is an Australian company. They did a '90s neo noir film box sets, okay, which are full of things like Red Rock West, um, Last Seduction, uh, Paul Newman Twilight is oh, in that right, right, set. Right. Uh, One False Move with Billy Bob. But there's a bunch of those like. Almost direct to DVD, but not B-tier. quite. B-tier. Yeah, that people didn't know were really fucking good. Yeah. But then they didn't get released on Blu-ray, Blu-ray for the launch. Rush. Rush was in there. Uh, some, A couple other things. But yeah, they're great sets that I got at a good good deal. Yeah. Even though I had to wait like a month and a half to come from Australia. But, hey, what Win are you going to do? Some. Right. It's a long way. It's a long boat ride. Uh, anything else? No. Today? No? Good, good, good. All right. Uh, solid two hours and ten Jesus. minutes. Nice. Wow. All right. Uh, so next week, we'll try to make it three weeks in a row. Fuck yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Should uh, be able to. All right. We'll see. Dan will have much more Spielberg. I should, I'll i probably so be will. done with my Michael Manns. Uh, the Golden Globe nominees have been announced. Apparently. Ooh, we'll talk about that next yeah. week. All right. Bye.